tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? And welcome to Tin Foil Hat. Uh, you know what we're here to do. What were we here to do? We're here to rock. Rock. That's what we are. We're here. You know, uh, joining me as always is my partner in crime, uh, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? What's up? What's up, XG? Hanging in. There. And on the ones and twos, uh, doing it. Everybody seems to love his addition to the show. I still question it. Uh, my good friend Johnny Woodard. Everybody. Happy Christmas. Oh, you're saying happy, not merry? Uh, yeah, yeah, saying happy Christmas this year. That's a decision. You're uh, mixing it up? It's deliberate, yeah. Well, you're not, uh, you, you got your own pronouns? Happy Christmas, war is over. You okay. Could offend, you could offend someone with the Christmas Yeah, with a merry Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Now they want you to say happy holidays. I, and... I actually don't know anybody that gets offended because I would not have them in my life. I'm splitting the baby. I'm saying happy Christmas instead of happy holidays. Please don't split the baby. Then we have enough of that out there. Hillary's oh, doing enough of that. We don't need any more. <laughs> Oh, of the babies here. Uh, guys, uh, this is our end of the year show. We don't have a lot to plug. We're going to do some plugs through the show. I know some of you guys love it and some of you guys don't. Well, this is the business we're in, okay? Uh, joining us, we have no shows to pitch right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a show I want to pitch. January 9th through the 12th, I will be live at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a uh, Thursday through Sunday gig. Uh, I'm going to shoot some stuff there. I got a couple bits that I feel I'm starting to see leak into other people's acts. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I think I need to shoot it. Get it on screen because, you know, you can't do anything original anymore without everybody duplicating it a thousand times. But it is kind of weird that... There's, there hasn't been a lot of guys in L.A. or women in L.A. doing conspiracy comedy podcasts. Is that weird? Like, this thing is so scary to them that they don't even want to risk. You know, I'm not saying I started this, John. Obviously, there was last podcast on the left that was doing it before me. Time Sucks not really a conspiracy podcast. But, you know, they do, they do kind of murders and all those things. But you don't see a lot of people doing it. We're... We're, we're, we're originators, hey, never duplicate. All you got to know is they're looking at you if they're, if they're copping you. They're Guys, we got up to number like 35 last week. They That's like amazing. They like something. So go to, uh, go to House of Comedy, uh, az.houseofcomedy.net. Az, grab, grab those tickets now. I have some stuff coming up in Oak, OKC, uh, you name it, Tulsa, I believe. Or New Mexico, we're going to be out there. All those are available at samtriplee.com, and we're going to push those as we get closer. But that's uh, the, oh, the Patreon is on fire, everybody. Go to Patreon, patreon.com backslash tinfoilhat. Uh, we're throwing as much product on there as I can. And uh, go to, what else? We got, oh, Broken Simulation. This is where all the full videos are. You want 
vi- you want to watch this show? You like, you love our new studio, which I do. You want to see Johnny's sexy ass as he loses weight thanks to AIDS, okay? <laughs> right? You want to see that? Go to the new platform, brokensimulation.com. I'm not asking you to, to get in a car and drive in traffic or buy a ticket. Going. I'm just asking you, go to your address, fucking key thing. Put in that the new website address, and you're there. And it's each one is just stacked on top of each other. It's real simple because you know we're gonna get into this with our guest today. The, the hounds are out; they're hunting, okay. And it's just a matter of time before they come for all of us, okay. They're they're willing to kill their business in order to control the message. And you hate it. If you listen to the show, you hate mainstream media. You know and I know it, okay? You know and I know it. But you got to be willing to do a little, get a little uncomfortable. And by a little uncomfortable, put an address in your web bar and go to the, the new website, which is brokensimulation.com. T-shirts are up. We got uh, Psychic Bigfoot. We got uh, Flat Earth, Unabomber's Right, uh, you name it. You know, Fear and Adrenochroming in Vegas. Boom, they're all there. Great way to support the show. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. I think that's the business. That's the business. That's the biznatch. We got so many more shows coming. We're so excited. And uh, I'm telling you, dude, we finished out pretty strong. We've been selling out everywhere we're going. And I think 2020 is going to be bigger, okay? Trust me, there's going to be way more to talk about. All right. If you, you know, 2019 was a bad acid trip. Okay. 2020 is going to be Florida man on bath salts. Okay. Just jerking off on dead alligators. All right. So enjoy it. All right. Uh, joining us is uh, one of the top podcasts. He's got a lot of exciting news to tor- tell us yeah. about. Uh, uh, he's got one of the, I mean, dude, this is how great his podcast was. His podcast got in the top 100 in America and he's not even from America. <laughs> how amazing is that? All the Americans doing podcasts, a foreigner comes in and drops that hammer. Okay. Taking our jobs. Please welcome Fucking to the show. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend from those conspiracy guys, Garo Gordo Rothford, everybody. How are you? Hey, lads, what's cracking? What's going on? Dude, let me just tell you something. You look good, buddy. You look Thanks, good. Thanks, man. I'm rocking this. I'm rocking a young Santa vibe. I uh, love you it. Know, b- belly and beard. I got to tell you, the whole vibe of your shot is nice. It's like you look like the Jeffersons, like you're moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you. I can show you around. I got my. I got my. Uh, all my bits and pieces. Got my. Got my plants to get keep healthy. I'm in a new studio right now in a new version of TCG Towers. Uh, we're just moving, getting, uh, getting next level, getting. Uh, like you said, moving on up. It's exciting, huh? Like when you yeah, start man. to see, like, oh, this is getting traction. You know. It's it's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's in the, it's in the six figures, like. Uh, uh, monthly even seven figures monthly and for downloads which is amazing to me that there's that many people listening to it and on all platforms all countries there's motherfuckers in trinidad and tobago <laughs> listening to this show you know um shout out trinidad tobago dog yeah if there's a comedy club there contact me <laughs> whoever's in trinidad tobago listening um yeah man and congrats to you guys on your on your top 50 uh top 50 charts like legit 
35, I think it was, you said on social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the highest we ever got was like 25. I don't even know. I I don't know if that was the Alex Jones one or a little after that, but. It was an Eddie Bravo one. It was an Eddie Bravo one for sure, and it's great. My goal is top 20. That's all I've ever wanted. Just one time, just to touch it. But real talk, like, that's, you know, top 35 of 750 something thousand podcasts in the world. Right? Like, that's how many podcasts are out there. Um, they blew up 25% growth podcast worldwide in 2019. Uh, this is all from, like, uh, uh, Blueberry and Libsyn stats. So, like, 25 out of three quarters of a billion. That's a fucking... Or three quarters of a million. That's a lot of people <laughs> talking shit into microphones. Um, but it's nice to be able to make it a business, and we're doing okay over here. Uh, got some got some real nice irons in the fire. 2020 is going to be a banner year. And uh, it's a little bit dry this year for shows, but I'm I'm building towards something, and uh, it's going to be class. As long as you see a light at the end of the tunnel, I think it's fine. You know, I oh, always... floodlights, man. It's fucking Yankee Stadium at the end of the tunnel. I, I just have to get through this motherfucking tunnel. You know, you know, and if you're listening here and you're kind of like in a rut and you don't want to know what you and you're not sure what you want to do, you don't like your job, and and you don't think that you could do it, you could do it, dude. Totally you do could, it. Anyone you could, could do it. Do it, man. You just get that Gary V vibes, man. Get that fucking <laughs> fuck it. I left school at fourteen. I didn't like that shit. I bought some cars, <laughs> bought some model cars, bought some model trade. Sell them in the fucking flea market. You go and do that shit. And he's like just coaching fourteen year olds, just like, do you like school? No, I don't like school. Fucking quit school. And then the parents are like this behind him, like <laughs> yeah. Gary, don't be. Do- what are you telling them? But it's not. It's not bullshit. It's true, man. People are fucking getting slotted into these. Uh, Started into these boxes with other smelly cunts sitting beside you that the only thing you have in common is your year of manufacture. Like, they're not fucking streaming you by intelligence or by talent or, you know, can you add and subtract? Can you fucking spell? There's no measure of, of skill or talent for people like that. You have to uh, you have to find your own shit. Like. And it's just like everybody started from zero, man. Whether yeah, you're man. starting stand-up or you're starting a podcast. Everybody started at zero and it just grow. And listen, dude, if it's worth it, it's going to take time. Oh, for sure. I remember being on your first show. I think it was like the fourth episode of your podcast ever. Uh, By the way, am I, am I, I'm not, Eddie Bravo is well ahead of me now for appearances on the show. Is he like, he's obviously a co-presenter now. There's no way to Eddie is like the, the, the five timer. I don't even know. I think he's been on five or six times. Yeah. At least four or five. Yeah. But you're back, dude. Going, you're in the I was mix. Going for champ. You're in the mix. I'm in the bud. top three. Yeah. Well, you know, dude. Um, I, I just don't want to bother you sometimes. You know, if you ever want to come oh, on, dude. the door is always open. Bother away. We're still working on the whole America trip, and uh, as soon as I get over there, I'll haunt your asshole. I'll be over there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a haunted asshole already, so it won't be that hard for you, dude. Um, <clears throat> party up in there. Oh, dude, I dropped one the other day. I'm, I had to apologize to everybody in the building. I'm like, dude, I don't know what. I'm probably dying, so just I just want to say goodbye. The insurance premium went yeah. up afterwards. Yeah. You ever take a shit so bad you start saying goodbye to people like you're not going to be around much longer? You're like, hey, dude, hey, here's my memorial. Here's what I want you to say at my memorial. Um, But it starts at zero, dude. One thing I like about you, and I, I don't know if you intentionally did this because I know – I st- the name of my podcast wasn't met. I I didn't realize like <clears throat> what a, a super asset it was. It was really done to be punk rock and be like yeah. what it what is 
What is the term that you guys have demonized so much? I'm going to take yeah. that term. I'm going to flip Tin it. Tinfoil hat is your N-word. Yeah, it really it, – <laughs> I was just going to say it's the NWA of uh, – you know, that's really what it was. And and I think that is a reason why the show was done so well. And then I think about those conspiracy guys. Like, what a brilliant name that is because I'm telling you, man, the difference between uh, obviously being able to create quality, engaging content is a skill, obviously. And I think people can learn to do it. You study enough people, you just kind of, you can learn to do it. You can put, like, you know, people talk about Sebastian Maskelko when he first started, or Theo Vaughn when they first started stand up. They weren't great. They, they knew who they were, they just had to hone it. That's podcasting. Yeah. You might not start perfect, but you just keep learning and learning and learning and learning. But the, the yeah, but name- no one starts off as a fucking pro baseball player. No, nope. you have to hit like fifty thousand shit balls. And all the great podcasts, chance, yeah. all the great podcasts have what at least over two hundred episodes. Yeah, all I the mean, ones that you consider yeah. good, you're like, dude, five hundred, seven hundred. Well, yeah. Rogan's like at a thousand, and it's like it takes not, yeah, time. It takes time. The only ones I'm suspicious yeah. of actually are the ones that start out with instant audiences, like that fucking God Save Oh God, God Save America. Yeah, Pod Save America. Like, they're like two got, weeks, like, three hundred million like, views. Or whatever. You're like, are you? So yeah. you're telling me that everybody that's corporatization? That's yeah, it's commodification completely. of of connections and like what luminary was doing during the summer this year and what a few other different companies are doing like putting stuff behind paywalls or uh, you know getting rid of ads getting rid of ads or getting rid of ad placement in favor of a subscription model that's outside of the podcast universe um if you put have a podcast if it's not on apple if it's not on everywhere it's on nowhere and what luminary were doing we're just going around and acquiring celebrities like lena dunham like she she put up one tr- a teaser trailer episode of her podcast. Um, what 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 was it called? Fucking dog nose tits or something. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Whatever whatever women something women and what women want or something like that. And uh, she put up a, the c word a sample episode and never put up any real content. The sample episode got like hundreds of thousands of downloads because of her TV exposure. And then Luminary bought her show for a couple of million dollars. And then she releases the show exclusively on, on Luminary, which is like a kind of a, a Netflix of podcasting without ads or whatever. And you're like, yeah, Stitcher Premium is doing that for years. That uh, has like the Smodcast and all on it. But they release it for free afterwards. It's premium for a certain time. It's like the way Patreon set it up. Well, I don't mind Patreon so like, as long as it's uh, no. an extra thing. But I, I will never, I, I you know... and. I never say never, but I will never uh, have people pay for Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil has for the people, and it will always be out for free. I, yeah, I, I think once I'm we trying st- to do that too. If you have to have some ads on it, man, to make to make rent, like I don't know why bracket. people have a problem with ads. Like I don't yeah. like everyone's like, oh, you're just doing this for the money. Who doesn't do like, dude? We're adults. There's nobody doing this shit for the money. There's nobody doing this shit. There's not. Listen, there's not enough money, but also, dudes, like, why can't you get paid to do something you enjoy doing? Why? Why is it that when you do something you enjoy, the notion of getting paid for it is so like demonized? Like it's 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 basically like no, basically it's like or prostitutes. I mean, like porn stars. But why? Why is it that like people complain that the mainstream media? doesn't accept conspiracy theories. And then the conspiracy theories who are able to get ads are sellouts. I think it's because, like with porn, 
uh, you know, porn categories and uh, the amateur porn has like shot up above like professionally high, high produced, highly produced porn because maybe the audience that are watching it want to feel like they want to do it for free. They're like, I don't want to watch somebody that I know has been paid to do it because I don't really believe what they're saying is coming from the heart. So if you just like film it really badly with like a shaky fucking POV cam and just say it's amateur, um, I'd be able to get off easier because I won't have to think of the remuneration that that girl, like how little she was paid to suck that I, guy's I, I, like, I understand that. Cock. That's a great analogy. I would agree with that. Yeah. But so people want to feel, if, especially talking about the stuff that we talk about, like conspiracy theories, politics, you know, religion, uh, ethics, all of these. But it's not from, like, okay, there's some people that that are just listeners that, oh, you're just doing this for the money. Well, I mean, I'm I, I'm trying to well, live. And, and I also, have bills to pay. And it also depends what sponsor we are. We're not going to be sponsored by Disney. Yeah. Or ES, or ESPN. It's literally a fucking Bluetooth company and a weed company. Yeah. Are they really bought out but, either? But, but but it's like the people that are complaining the most about it are the ones who are doing it and they can't get enough people to listen. Like, and I get it, man. I feel for you, man. You're out there. You're doing all this real great research and you're working and just for some reason where, where you're at right now hasn't connected. Doesn't mean you can't have one episode. I remember a guy uh, put out an episode. He did the show. And, uh, he's like mulatto Jesus, right? On Twitter. Really great guy. He put out one episode of uh, Khabib being associated with terrorist. You know, with the his manager used to be a terrorist, right? And dude, his episode blew up. They got yeah, him on the show. That's all he needs. Yeah, he came on the show, but like Brandon yeah. Shop retweeted his thing, and it blew the fuck up, dude. They, yeah, you never know you when your episode's gonna blow up. But it's like the hatred. And then your back catalog blows up, and then you get a bunch more people. Like, I've got 130-something episodes. There's over 500 hours of content. Like, my episodes are six, seven hours long, and yeah. they go deep. <laughs> like, my, my seven-hour episodes take, like, 200 hours to produce, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like fucking Dan Carroll. Like, I have to read a bunch of books. Like, for the last two months, I've been reading um, all the, uh, you know, Missing 411? Yeah. You know, David Polly, this and all. Yeah. So I have seven. I've, I've been tromping through seven books, like putting little stickers in at the stories that I want to tell on the podcast. You got to read them shits. You got to look that shit up. Like trying to figure out how to explain quantum physics in a simulation theory episode to somebody who I didn't do science in school. So I had to learn it all <coughs> and understand it well enough to explain it and then put fucking jokes in it as well. Like that, that doesn't come easy, you know. For um, sure. But, but again, I don't want to say don't be complaining or, or you know, um, people talking shit about like, why do you have ads on the show or why do you have fucking have to shill Patreon? Those guys are in the vast, vast minority. Yes. And they end up just being the loudest. There is a huge majority of oh. sound, silent, loving, encouraging, supportive people who are out there listening to the show Loving it in the quiet, in the dark, just before bedtime, and they're not <laughs> saying anything. It's just the fucking loud cunts that are like, wah, 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 giving it socks. Yeah. That's what I have to tell myself every day, <laughs> man. Those people want to be heard for some it reason. It is a very small group. It is small. Just Johnny click. talks about all the time, because Johnny works on my other show, too, <clears throat> Punch Drunk Sports. And uh, he when he started helping me with... This show, just with some editing and stuff like that, he yeah. would always talk about how loving and supportive the swarm is. That's what I call the yeah. listeners to the show. I call them the oh, swarm. My, my fans are fucking unbelievable, man. 
Johnny, like 20 right? messages a day between all the different social media and emails. Emails like this fucking long, like oh, big yeah. ass, like, and then, and the first time I heard it, and then it was like, and then I had my kid, and I listened to your first, like, there's one dude, he's a fan of mine, the first time he found our show was when his wife was in labor, and were, he was waiting around, and he had nothing to do, and he wanted to listen to a podcast, and he heard the show the day his kid was born, and I put out my five-year anniversaries on September 11th this year, just passed. And uh, I was like, happy birthday to my show. It's five years old. And he sent me an email going like, my kid is five years old on 9-11. Like, that's fucking cool, you know. That's uh, crazy. You did your first people. episode on 9-11? Yeah, and it was about 9-11. That's the best. Right, Johnny? Like, Tim Fall has. Well, I would say also, it's interesting <clears throat> to me because politically, many of these people would be a part of a group that are often dismissed as bullies on the internet, you know, and and as uh, sort oh, of yeah, trolls, yeah, yeah. and the you know the darkest corner of the yeah, internet, is yeah, what, the darkness, yeah, exactly. Which, it, which just it goes to show you that that's just bullshit, and a lot of that is fake. What were they calling well, the uh, fake, Joe Rogan's group? Fake news. What were they calling Sorry. it? The dark intellectual web or something the like in- that? Intellectual dark web. Yeah, and it's just that. like, dude, it's it's so obvious, and that's why it just like today, right now, Johnny, XC. Right now, an impeachment trial is going on. We don't follow any of the news. How's this affecting your life? Like, I feel nothing. It's not. Like, I'm so detached. And I think this whole impeachment process is bullshit. I also think, you know, I used to, I used to really want to 100% believe Trump represented something different. And I'm not saying that he isn't doing changes on some things, but... There's this, you know, obviously we've been talking a lot about his anti, uh, as an, anti-Semitic like speech censorship that he's doing right now, uh, precognitive crimes, all this stuff that we've been talking so much about. He's like, you know, d- is he behind the Armenian genocide in terms of like supporting recogni- recognition of it or is he not? I've seen things that he's not, but also the people who said he's not. I know are known liars, so like I don't know who to believe. But you know, we're, what do you think, Johnny? I I would only believe them when it's something bad. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's. So I you say it. when I, it's something bad Trump did, <laughs> believe it? Like I, I no, don't know. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that because that half of that's going to be fake too. I would. Mm, yeah, it's not. I feel like it feels like Obama. I don't even believe him when it's something well, good about Trump. Think things were supposed to change. Everyone expected change. Halfway through it, didn't change. We're going to vote for him again. And, I mean, everyone's saying he's holding out because he just wants to get reelected. Oh, I got after, what you're saying. And then after he gets reelected, he's going to go balls to the wall. Yeah, that's what they but say. But that's what they say. They say that every time. They're like, Obama's holding off. Just wait. Let's reelect him. And then he's going to go balls to the wall. And then, and then they get reelected and nothing mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, he went, he, went, he went balls to the wall droning the fuck out of people. Oh, yeah. Running out of drones. Yeah. 2,700 drones. I feel once, uh, and then I want to get Gordo's take on this, I feel like Obama is going to be a lot like Kobe Bryant. Like, as the years go by, people become less and less, like, enamored with what? Because they start... You get historical perspective. Yeah, you you start looking at the numbers. You're like, oh, that doesn't seem as great as the propaganda was telling us. Gora, what's your take on Trump? Well, I'll say... I'll go back to that thing you were just saying about Obama, where now he probably seems, like, not the best. Because... When Trump got elected first, the economy started to go up a little bit and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, that's just left over from what Obama, the good work Obama did and Trump is taking credit for or whatever. 
And uh, now we're kind of seeing like the dark side of, of the eight years Obama was president. Information is coming out. There's certain documents being released, investigations. The Democrats are showing their, showing their hand in this impeachment trial. But I don't think he's going to be vilified into history. I think the further away you get from the actual time, the easier it is to forget. Like you have fucking George W. Bush on mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel with gray hair just having a laugh because he wrote a book and he's like, well, Jimmy, had a good time writing this book. And you're like, you're a fucking war criminal. Yeah. And you're on Jimmy Kimmel, like good old Uncle Georgie. Uh, yeah. And everyone's forgot that you you started fucking two wars. You were complicit in 9-11. Uh, your family is possibly one of the most uh, like deeply rooted and corrupt uh, criminal organizations in, in the nation's history. And you're on Jimmy Kimmel talking about fucking Cracker Jacks. Yeah, I love Cracker Jack, man. You're sticking your teeth real nice. You're like, fucking George Bush, what are you talking about? You're a war criminal. And I think Obama will end up with that kind of, uh, you know, they have a podcast coming out. He he has like loads of cool kudos. And what? with the Democrats, especially who, who with the likes of Hillary, what? the response for the has a podcast what? coming out. Barack Obama has a podcast coming out? Yeah, him and Michelle have a podcast. Oh, boy. They have one or it's coming out? I'm looking at it's up coming right out as far uh, as far as I knew. Yeah, just sign like a Spotify deal to pronounce. Dude, I'm telling rock. you what all this. What, what is, are they going to talk about, dude? I'm telling you, this is how they're paying off these motherfuckers. This is how the Obamas are getting paid big huh. bucks. The book deal that they paid way too much for the fucking Netflix deal, in which he had the balls to fucking. Try to act like he cares about the American worker when he tried to pass the TPP, which would have devastated this country even more. And yeah, wh- but the, the narrative around TPP was that it was really good, and Hillary took that on into her presidency, and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." The problem is that people are so biased in the U.S. right now, and I don't know for sure because I'm not there, and I keep getting told that all the time, as if it's some kind of like intellectual qualifier. You don't know us, man. You ain't here. You ain't seeing what's going on on the streets, man. There's fucking people fighting brother against brother, father against son. You weren't here at Thanksgiving, man. The fucking dinner was ruined, man. Billy Bob flipped the table over, and we all had to eat our yams off the floor. It's not good, man. So these guys are fucking, they're, they're, they're so deeply mired in their own bias. Oh, that's all done on purpose. That they won't listen to a good story about Trump. They won't listen to a bad story about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And that's why you get like the pizza gay stuff, the, the Epstein stuff. That's all just going to like fly away, you know, man. It's like cotton candy and water. It's like, yeah, it's a thing until it just gets washed away. It gets <laughs> b- b- burrowed over by the media. So like you're looking at this impeachment trial or this impeachment sham that's going on. And uh, Adam Schiff is a dirty liar. There are... People in that Democratic uh, uh, cohort that are like um, they're doing like secret meetings in the fucking down the basement. They're they're, they're trying to keep it away from the cameras. Like the reason that they're doing this impeachment thing is because they, they, they know they don't have anyone strong enough to beat Trump in, a, in an election head to head. They don't. Um, so they're trying to get him out before that. And it's the same shit as Russiagate, which is proven to be wrong. It's the same. Like, there's so much stuff. And then you look on the other hand, and Trump is doing a load of weird stuff. He got fined like $2 million because he was um, 
there was something with his businesses that he had to it wasn't the IRS but it was some other organization and he got fined two million dollars and that just and that was only a few weeks ago and that just kind of like f- filtered through the news cycle so there is there, uh, yeah got, charity uh, finish. Yeah, so there's got, there's fuck XG is on it with the with the proofs. <laughs> you won't get away with anything on this yeah, show. Yeah, dude, anymore. welcome, welcome, welcome. Holy shit, holy shit. All right, boy. So it's like it's like um the impeachment the impeachment thing at the moment, I think, is just the furthering of the rage, the bipartisan rage, the people who just want to feel like we need a reason to hate Trump. We can't just let him off. We can't just like wind down. The Democrats have pushed too far into into like impeachment territory nancy pelosi is like some weird skeletor bitch who's (laughs) fucking like banging her gavel with her little bony claw just going chips all in on this impeachment thing while california gets covered in human feces and rubbish and homeless people and terrible conditions like her her jurisdiction or her her area that she's uh, you know, supposed to be taken care of is in shit. I watch stuff like these guys, um, uh, Fleckus talks and, um, uh, um, slightly offensive, these YouTube channels. And these boys are like feet on the street out with cameras, interviewing people who live in the area. And it's like, yeah, I walk past like 10 pieces of shit that didn't come out of a dog every morning. And you're like, how do you know it's not dog shit? It's like, well, dogs don't eat sweet corn. Like, that shit is fucking... There's re- People are shitting on the streets, man, and no one's doing nothing about it. The homeless crisis is crazy. There's people with mental health getting turfed out of... Um, but it's just not LA. It's all the big cities. We Sam seen it. All the big cities start having... <clears> it all starts looking like Coachella everywhere. Tents everywhere. Me and Sam... Just looking around, and we thought it was only LA. It's in New York. It's yeah. in Denver. It's in Texas. What's going on? Austin, Austin. Everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. You know, the street. I'm pretty sure Seattle's uh, Seattle's got well, a bad. It's suit. very simple, dude. It's very simple. We have a, a system, dude. When Ryan Dawson comes on Conspiracy Now and tells you that the U.S. military made deals with countries that if they allow bases into their countries, U.S. bases. They could get duty-free, tariff-free trade into the United States while keeping tariffs on U.S. goods. Why why is that important? Well, that is incentives for for companies to move out of the United States and to build shop in other countries. And why does that help? Because that means jobs go away. And who does that help? The military. Because it makes it so the military is one of your only options. Mm -hmm. So now we have the military shipping jobs out. And we have the military protecting poppy fields in Afghanistan and flooding the the, the country with drugs. So what are your two options? It's freeway Ricky Ross all over again. And then they come back. And how do they come back? All fucked up. And you pee at PTSDs, pharmaceuticals, banking again. Yeah. It's a fucking circle. Yeah. It's a vicious circle that the U.S. government's using to get you to become stormtroopers because they can't have mandatory drafts, right? Because then everybody gets engaged and they don't want people engaged. Like Israel, it's hard for Israel to go to war with people because it's a mandatory uh, enlistment. So now people are like, no, we don't. I mean, dude, the Israelis just marched. A million of them marched because they don't want to have to join the military. So what they do here, 
is they don't make it so you have to join the military. They just take away your options. Well, and they also feed this massive industry of private paramilitary forces. All these ex-military guys, when they retire, and many of them retire early, they end up working for all of these private firms and just getting shipped right back overseas. They're building countries like Georgia. They're military forces over there. They're being built by private American companies. You know? yep. and it's, black, it's black water and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, precisely. Yeah. And we've all seen the NFL. Navy, Air Force. It's thrown at you 24-7 everywhere you see every commercial. Who goes, like, poor kids watch that shit. Yeah. Oh, man, everybody's clapping for me. Shoot a few brown people and get a Dodge Charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you have to appreciate how appealing, how alluring that idea is. If you're somebody who's never had any sort of power in their life, any sort of respect from adults or otherwise, the idea of being, you know, putting on a uniform and getting respect from people... You know, which is how they make it, you know, seem like it's going to be this glamorous thing. Like those, remember those Marines commercials? Oh, dude, where you they take still the, pass those. They had that big ass sword, you know, and you like pull it in front of your face, and then suddenly you go from a bum to wearing this, your dress blacks, you know, and climbing a fucking mountain. It's, oh, it's just, it's really just. And then brain, they don't take care of them when they come back. No, they nope, don't. They yeah. don't. That's the word. Like, I, I, can, I can take it that none of you guys, and including me, none of us have ever been in any military service. I uh, shot that Old Navy once. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of people in my family, but no, definitely not. No. I have a couple I, family I, members that served. My, I have a cousin right now that's serving. I have two cousins who are in law enforcement. My grandfather was in law enforcement. He was in the military. Uh, no, dude, I, I, I didn't join a long time ago, and I felt really guilty about that at first. And now, looking back, I'm like, thank God. I love our yeah, military, I mean, but like, I got, a, I got a... a I've got a, these these fucking glasses kept me out of an awful lot of stuff, you know. Um, sports days, uh, sex till I was nineteen, all these kind of things. And um, it's one of these it's one of these things where you can talk shit about the military and be like, yeah, it's a fucking racket. And but like, there's a fraternity there. There's a bunch of people who are built up to be part of a something bigger than themselves individually uh they end up in a kind of a brotherhood mentality um you can have the chance to go to college you have the chance to be able to get that deposit uh to buy a, to go get a mortgage to buy a house and it's a big level up for an awful lot of people but it is taking advantage of people who are at a, a vulnerable position in life where they can go and slog away for eight or ten or twelve dollars an hour or you can go into the military and train and put your health both mental and physical at at risk you're you're swapping like you know some years at the end of your life or indeed like if you get fucking stung with some kind of weird ied like you could be putting your feet and your legs and your knees at risk uh coming back in a fucking uh, tom cruise born on the fourth of july job pulling yourself around with shit running down the back of your thighs uh that could happen but you're put your that's a transaction for the promise of maybe a better life and I can see how alluring that could be. It's not about like power or status or, you know, this kind of stuff. That's part of it. But like, I think for a lot of people, the decision is purely fiscal where they're like, well, shit, I've got two hands, and two legs. And, you know, I can I can go and be in the army for four years and possibly get a degree, better myself, better my life, better my family situation. Um, and there is some kind of prestige to it as well. And But, yeah, they're not taking care of people while they're out there when they come home. I think Trump is doing a pretty good job about like speaking up for those people. There's a lot of stuff happening uh, legislatively that uh, is making sure that veterans are being taken care of. 
because he probably knows the value of having a really powerful and well-funded army. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I just think that, like, talking shit about dudes who are serving either in police or, or in, in military, there's bad apples everywhere. Uh, I think for the most part, they're looking for a better life. They're looking for a job that's steady uh, to provide right. for families. I, I agree with that. And, you know, again, we are, we, I've always said, not anti, you know, troops, anti-military industrial complex. Yes, anti that's exactly it. These fucking giant mili- Dude, when you say they r- jump the budget up, dude, that's not going to the troops. That's going yeah. straight to these coffers, dude. I mean, man. When, Halliburton when, and, and fucking Lockheed Martin and all of these big in, industrial complex companies who are just churning out billion dollar planes and fucking, uh, you know, 100 billion bullets. Somebody has to make them. <laughs> who do you think? I mean, like, dude, how much money is enough money? Like, these guys are making money that generations aren't going to be able to spend, even if they had, like, a Brewster's Millions-type deal. Right? <laughs> Did you ever see the movie War Dogs, where they're, try- they're selling off all the second-hand military yeah, gear? Crazy, They man. end up... Yeah, it's just like a like a like an eBay for fucking rocket launchers. <laughs> right? And it's just yeah. like, you're never going to be able to spend all this money. But you can't... And yet, the, the American, uh, um, the American economy is twenty-two trillion. It's jumped up like a whole bunch of uh, uh, national debt has jumped up because of military spending. So like the money isn't even there. The, the budget is going up, but they're just paying it with money that they don't have, same as last year and the year before. And they just keep <laughs> making not... up fake shit. Because I'm telling you, what the end game is is to get the U.S. military, which is now the stormtroopers for the international banking cabal, not code for Jews. Code for International Banking Cabal, okay? Get them set up everywhere, locking everything down, and that's when you're going to see a collapse in the U.S., basically in the United States, in my opinion. I think what you're seeing right now, or what they think is going to be a collapse, uh, there's a, there's a, the International Banking Cabal is playing both sides, China, the United States, funding them both, playing, uh, playing them against each other, and basically, whoever wins, they're going to be on that side, just like they did in World War Two. It's the exact. What, why do you think? Why do you think there's a massive push for for socialism then? For like, um, um, Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders are talking about like universal basic income. They're talking about like Medicare for all. There's a whole lot of socialist con- so, uh, socialist society constructs that are being put forward as like the best way to live. Um, is it's kind of like China light, you know, without a without a democratic um, democratically elected leader. I think that America is at the precipice of something. Uh, it's either going to fall into like this rampant neoliberalist, uh, you know, modern capitalist dystopia, or people are going to push back and it's going to end up being the kind of a like a socialist nanny state. Where everybody's hate speech is monitored, you're not allowed to speak back against like the dear leader, and uh, in exchange for that, you get everything that you could want in life. And if you look on the streets of Portland, Oregon, or you look on the streets of you know uh, Kansas City, it's two different countries. Do you know what I mean? You go to you go to San Diego, and then you go to like 
San Antonio. It's two different countries. Those people don't agree on the same stuff, um, but they're making rules for all. I think there could be something to do with like some kind of pushback states' rights. It's setting up a civil war tinderbox. Yeah. Which is like, like what, what was the last civil war fought over? Which is states' rights, man. It's like, well, we like doing it the way we like doing it down here. And, you know, this is, I want it to stay like that. And they're like, no, well, you have to do it like the rest of them. But they don't represent me. They don't represent my beliefs or my lifestyle. Uh, and you could end up with like, you know, California could secede. They could bounce and make their own country. And they have enough people and they have a big enough budget to do that. Like Texas talked about doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a dangerous time for free thought and free thinkers. It's a dangerous time for people who are pushing back against perceived authority. Uh, People use this phrase like be on the right side of history a lot. Yeah. Uh, What does that mean? Do you know? It's a nice thing to say, but practically how do you make that work? How do you be on the right side of history? How are you going to like the right side of history up until 1944 was Germany's fucking great. And then it all started changing in 1945, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I sit there and I kind of think about like, you know, I mean like Hitler's it's something like, you know, uh, <laughs> Hitler's yeah. I think Hitler was controlled opposition. I think the Rothschilds were, uh, controlling everything they create a system which a category of to uh you know track where everybody was yeah you know i mean the bushes are rothschild testing propaganda testing medical experiments it was a a blueprint for a modern america but just they needed a kickstart these are things that nobody wants to talk about I, i you know again we've said this on a billion shows not interested in having holocaust deniers on but i'm interested in finding out who was hitler what was hitler doing and like, you know, who backed him? When Hitler goes, the gods of war have swung to the other side. Who's he talking about? What's he talking yeah. about? Are they pulling? We did his- a great episode about um, the magic behind the Nazis, like the occult magic background. Yeah, uh, really interesting stuff. Like when you look at it from that angle, it's all like ritual. It's all, you know, ancient magic. It's all Aleister Crowley and you know symbolism and. You know what's so interesting, Gordo? Very, very clever stuff. If you take a look at the Nazis, they were started by the gay version of the Boy Scouts in Germany. That's what they, they're called, <laughs> the, the pink Nazis. Okay? That's who started yeah. it. Hitler himself was Jewish. I mean, like, it's so interesting. His, his dad was Olis. His grandmother was the maiden of the Rothschilds. I mean, unless you know something. I don't know. Am I wrong on that, Gordo? I I I couldn't tell you. Hitler was a Jew. That's a new one on me. Uh, dude, yeah, his uh, his uh, his father was uh, Schreckenbecker or something like that. Who changed his last name to Hitler? His mother was uh, the maiden. Dude, basically, Hitler was the 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 bizarro bad version of Game of Thrones. Okay, like at the end, he doesn't get to go right off and with the wild things. Well, maybe he does. He goes to uh, Argentina, right? But you know, he was. The the bastard. He was his father was the bastard son of a Rothschild. Schickel Gruber was Schickel Gruber. Okay. I don't, I don't know how credible <laughs> this is, but historychannel.com study suggests Adolf Hitler had Jewish and African ancestors. I mean, we all have African ancestors. I mean, there were you know, that's the cradle but, of life. But, yeah, but Jewish was in there. As <laughs> yeah. DNA proves. That's the that's the whole point. It's like you, you know, you look at political correctness, who can make fun of Jews? Jews. 
Right? I he's go. A, what? He's a self-hating Jew. Then Hitler was a self-hating Jew. Without just, a doubt. And listen, he, dude. If they he were, was bo- if he was born in the seventies, he'd be a comedian right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else he'd be? A fucking tweaker. Okay. And that's yeah, why yeah, they're yeah. like, that's what you I know. I seen that video of him rocking back and forth. You know who's the greatest pulling, gay Jew shill of all time? Adolf Hitler. Okay. Because, <laughs> dude, you do enough speed, you're going to do some gay shit. Okay. That's just, they call it the queer juice. Okay. That's what it is. Wake up, <laughs> smell the fucking uh, butthole. Okay. That's well, just there's the- not as there's not as Christmassy as talking about Adolf Hitler's gaping butthole. <laughs> All right, so the second part of this episode... It's going to be a white Christmas. Dude, this is going to be called Hitler's Christmas Christmas birthday. Hitler's Christmas episode. It's going to be a shite Christmas. A shite. Oh, how do you spell that? It's beginning to look a A lot lot like Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but that's all I want to talk... I mean, at the end of the day, dude, like, my whole conversation is like, dude... It's not groups that are bad. It's pe- it's power structures, and we got to stop yeah, fighting yeah. over what? What? You brought up the Urban Dictionary de- definition of queer juice on the screen. <laughs> what person, is it? Person, prison term for and the, methamphetamine. methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, so, I did hear from a guy who went to prison. Yeah. He told the, me the that. Quote, the quote is, don't get hooked on that queer juice. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, they were shooting up Hitler. Who else were they shooting up? Who else were they shooting up? JFK. JFK yeah, was point. getting... Yeah, good point. Yeah. That's why he's like, hey, dude, me and my brother, Marilyn, me and my brother want to fucking, you know, go airtight on you. Yeah. Right? He's like, yeah, because he was so tweaky, and that shit just makes you want to do weird shit. Well, okay, my question to you is, then, do you think that was uh, a coordinated effort yes. to influence him? Okay. Yes, Not 100%. because of it, but his back was fucked, right? Do you believe that was real? Yeah, but, dude, they both, I think they both thought they were taking B. 12 shots yeah, yeah, and they're like yeah here's some b12 it's like no that's, that's great yeah. you know it's it's like dude basically <laughs> tweak is like they took out all of the like the shitty stuff about coke right your nose doesn't run you don't have to do a bunch real quick yeah. like you know what the, my friend told me crack dealers hate when you find out about crystal meth he said <laughs> right because crystal meth i mean crack's like oh i got smoke i smoke i smoke yeah Crystal Matt's like, okay, I'm good for the next four days. <laughs> it's bad for crack business. Yeah, I, okay. I have some shady friends. They tell me this stuff. I, I'll take uh, your word for it. I don't take my word for it. Take my shady friend's word for it. Um, these are great, dude. So uh, let's get into this. is our Christmas spectacular, everybody. <laughs> Every, hey, real quick, tell me that's not the Our cool- impe- impeachment Hitler Christmas spectacular. <laughs> Tell me that's not the coolest picture of Rogan right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me that's not the that's that, that is a cool picture of Rogan. That's from my show last night, the comedy store. That's a badass picture of Rogan. Guys, guys, it's Christmas. You gotta look good. You gotta meet with your family, right? Right? So you got sometimes you gotta wear a suit, dude. You gotta show up, go to church, whatever. If you want a suit, but you don't want to spend a lot of money because you're spending money on the kids' toys and the mom mom's car, everything but you. Right Or let's say you want to get your dad a suit or your husband a suit or your brother a suit. Go to adsuits.com backslash tinfoil hat. They have five $600 suits for $35 all the way up to $55. They are the same brand suits that you find in all these high-end stores for very, very, very cheap. Same quality, just different name. 
different price. I have a couple suits myself. They sponsor the AD, uh, the adults talking where we debated Second Amendment. Dude, look good in a suit. A suit. Ladies love a man in a suit. And guys love a woman in their birthday suit, okay? <laughs> Everybody loves people who wear suits, all right? Look good. I'm going to get I'm gonna get XG a suit. He needs a suit, right? should do a uh, Men in Blacks episode. Yeah. Suit it out. And we'll just all wear suits while we suit do it. it out, and yeah. we'll get our suits at adsuits.com. adsuits.com. Tim, backslash tinfoil hat. Use the promo code tinfoil hat. And uh, you'll be able to get super cheap fucking suits. And if now, you sign up for their mailing list... You could win a free suit. You're eligible it's for happened. a free suit. It's happened. Yes, I'm gonna get all the names of the suit winners by the end of the uh, by the end of the year. So next year you can get your brand new suit. So go grab a suit from our good friends at adsuits.com. Guys, Christmas is here, and like nobody knows the true story of Christmas. Everybody thinks about some fat man who get. Listen, dude. I and if you got kids who believe in Santa. This would be a good time not to play this for them, okay? We're not here <laughs> to ruin anybody's. But uh, I just want to say you are an excellent parent if you're letting your kids listen to Tim Foyle Hat Podcast. Yeah, you good really job. are. You're doing you a really good job. are a good parent. You nice really extracurricular are. education. I like it. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, dude, we got to take care of the children, right? We gotta right. Take yeah, care I'm, of them. I agree. Um, so if they do believe, believe in Santa, I remember. do you remember who told you Santa didn't exist? I remember vividly. Yeah, in a I cafeteria. How old were you? It was elementary school. I was like in a what? cafeteria. Uh, probably like third grade, something like that. Third grade, so that's eight? Yeah, about that, I reckon. What yeah. were you? My dad told me he bought gifts right away. I was that stupid. Like guitar. right out of the gate? Yeah, pretty soon. I was, my dad was like, no, nah, I bought You those. were like a Mexican Jew. Yep, and I was running around Santa. telling everybody Santa didn't exist. So I probably told Johnny and his friends and <laughs> ruined their Christmas. I, think I, actually, I didn't give a fuck. I found out about the Easter Bunny first because we were on the road one Easter and... Uh, in a hotel, and my mom tried to do it in a hotel, and it, I just busted her. Yeah, yeah. bunnies aren't in the yeah. fucking hotel. Well, no, I just saw her bringing in a bunch of fucking Easter shit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Hey, man, <laughs> is that you're? Uh, is that supposed to be a bunny, dude? Yeah, a giant bunny that nobody Correct. shoots here yeah. in North Carolina. It's yeah. hop well, around I think in we your were house. on the road in like Oklahoma or something like that. Right? Yeah, you think they let a bunny hop around in Oklahoma? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. Listen, dude, my parents convinced me. That because uh, we had to go to Niagara Falls a day early, so they would convince us that Santa came a day early for us, so that because he, he knew that we had to go. So this guy who's got this huge day in front of him <laughs> decides to leave one day early <laughs> and uh, drop gifts off for us. So I found out very early. I think I was in like first gr- uh, kindergarten when I found out Santa oh, didn't exist. That is young. That's too young, bro. And, no, that's and, too young. And kindergarten or first grade, <clears throat> it was basically the same time I ate butt for the first time. But I don't know if that's a correlation. Also too young. Yeah. Too young. For sure. First grade's too young eat butt, even though I was great right out the gate. I was just a killer. You got good reviews. Well, I mean, now it's getting creepy, Johnny. Okay, now you're asking for did feedback she, at did this she came point. For seconds? Well, how did you no, know? she didn't come back for seconds. <laughs> Well, I thought literally there were two. So yeah, that was the Gleason sisters, yeah, and so they were wonderful. They were sex were predators. They were my age, and they were just predators on the neighborhood, and they got everybody into that action a little, probably too quickly. Was it all ass eating too? Were they just no? They were. I mean, did jo- Johnny, put your pants back on, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, I just this, this story to me every time I hear it, it blows my mind. I I'm can't. sure great. Now everybody thinks I tell the story too much, but the point is, the my next door neighbor, Mrs. Lavoy, if you're listening, 
You told me really early that Santa didn't exist. And you know what? I'll never forget What you. a bitch. They, she moved somewhere in Pennsylvania. But if I ever find out where they move, and I do love them. They're nice people. But if I ever find out where they live, I will dress like Santa, come the day of Christmas, and take a shit on their porch. Why do you have to be dressed like Santa to take a shit? Because she told me Santa wasn't real. Know, but if she's, she's, she going to see you, you think? No, but I just think it would be. The irony might be funny, Johnny. Okay. You we, ever think about that? Yeah, no. It, yeah, I, how funny. ironic it might be that the guy you told Santa things is dressed like a Santa. I took a steaming shit on your porch. She's got one of those doorbell cameras, you know. And Good. Then she can fucking send me the video so I can put it on my fucking sizzle reel. You got to do That's that covertly, man. You got to do it like, uh, uh, like you're wanting to help. And like shit into like a bowl of uh, <laughs> gingerbread, and then make the cookies from that. And the ginger will disguise it right till the last minute until you get that after. Have you ever seen that, fucking... that video of the guy? I think Kareem uh, Matthews shared of the guy in the mall, and he's just walking, and he shits his pants, and it just falls right out of his pants in the mall on the security camera. And he just keeps walking like nothing. Good happens. for him. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Do it, man. it, it was at... like in Shawshank Redemption. Remember where they shank, shake those stones out of their pocket, their pants legs? That's what you got to do it like. Yeah, that's uh, someone did that at Steve Burns show. Steve Byrne mean? was doing stand-up. A guy just shit his pants and just sat there. What and then, the- like, dude, you got to go. You smell like shit. He's like, sorry. And it fell out. How about the lady that shit in Canada? Took a shit. On, like, at the Tim Hortons. Took a shit. Grabbed it. It was free. It was fully formed. Like a fucking boomerang this, she threw it. This is some Christmas fucking special. I tell you what. We used to talk about Hitler and Shit in our pants for. Hi, ho, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Hanky, yeah. So, <laughs> he so, it all together. Uh, that's how I learned about that, that Santa wasn't real. Maybe that's why I'm traumatized. But Johnny, who still is a child at heart, thought it'd be fun to have a Christmas episode. And uh, Gordo was nice enough to uh, have some time to come on and talk to us about, uh, about Christmas. So, Gordo, where do you want to begin on this, the origins of Santa? Uh, Christmas, well, excuse me. Christmas is like one of those things. In Ireland, it's f- probably like very important. It's one of the most important religious holidays. So the whole thing about it is that it's like built around an amalgamation of a bunch of different religious, uh, pagan, and cultural traditions all smashed together into a lovely big um, commercialized present fest. Um, yeah. What, like, but what does that happen? Does it is know. it does it start off? Obviously, corporations as we know them are relatively new in human time, right? Yeah, they're, they're relatively new. Uh, before commercials were uh, corporations were big, it was basically royal families that were running everything, right? It was royals and religion. Yeah, I mean, like it was the church or it was a, a, a royal family. Like any of these kind of celebrations, you know, like St. Patrick's Day. Um, Fourth of July, all of this stuff. It's just it's just a fucking stopgap to make sure that the plebs, the normal working Joes, blue collar dudes, can fucking pound a few beers, you know, lay a pipe with the wife, uh, smack the kids around a bit and have some fucking barbecued meat. Like it's just a it's just an excuse to get together with your family, to celebrate, to blow off some steam, so that you're not like getting so frustrated with work that you rise up and like <laughs> execute your employer or I, your slave I, owner. Even. I think that's a his. I think that's going on right now in uh, America. I think yeah. when when you see this pushback, the government or the powers that be get very scared, and they they okay, 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 and they take a step back, and they just try to find the right equation to make 
it happens so they can get what they want without pissing people off. Oh, like Monday, yeah. Monday through Friday? We give them five days, and then these people live for, fr- for Friday, Saturday? Yeah, but I'm talking thing. about, like, uh, you know, like uh, censoring this and censoring that. Or, like, you know, uh, Mac, um, uh, uh, mandatory vaccinations and, and false flags into wars. You know, I'm talking about yeah. all these things that they do uh, to see what kind of reaction they could get from us. Everything's about a testing ground, you know? And they've realized. It's all this Bernaysian psychology, all this Freudian school, the Jungian school. Uh, all of these guys are just testing shit out to see. You know, the way when you have something for sale and you're like, yeah. Uh, Oh, this thing used to be like, you know, it's probably worth like $150. You're like, oh, this thing used to be like $350, but you can get it off me for $120. And it's like a false value that's been implanted in your brain. Oh, You're like, yeah, well, yeah, it yeah. used to be $350, and it's only $120 now. And the, the guy who's selling it to you, like, it's only worth $100. Like, people will conflate that stuff. They do that. They just, like, stop gap. They'll just put, like, how long can we go without celebrating something without giving them a break Monday to Friday like five days of work in a row is oh, yeah. kind of the maximum people can do uh, and then yeah. you need a fucking break for two days yeah. Yeah. They part, or like, they party uh, for two days and they party hard those people usually the Monday to Friday Saturday Sunday at least the friends that I know yeah. binders like they literally start partying Friday all the way through Sunday brunch day and they just yeah. stop on Sunday night because they know that if they keep going Monday is going to be they are, they're going to hate it more than they already hate it everybody yeah. I know hates Monday yeah yeah well, that's so interesting this, you say that, yeah. Gordo, because that's my opinion on like, you know, when you know before I talked to Ryan Dawson, and he changed why I think they don't want to pay athletes, but they would always say, "Oh, they're getting paid in the education." Well, I go, "Well, really, the education is worth zero. It's not. You're not buying yeah. anything. You're just giving them a piece of paper, and you've made this value up." Harvard is worth more than, you know, community college because we've been told it's worth more. Yeah, somebody decided it's a it's a fiat it's a fiat currency of intellectualism. It's not really worth anything. It's just people have said it is and everyone else agrees. So uh Christmas originally was used as like a control mechanism, something to stave off the darkest winter. And uh, they decided to put it in as December twenty fifth because it was the pagan holiday that they already oh had at the time, God. Saturnalia. Saturnalia? A little bit more. Yeah, yeah, Saturnalia. <sighs> you guys did the Black Cube of Saturn, you know, about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So Saturn, Saturn is really important in the, in the Roman, um, the, the Roman uh, times, you know, the, the, there was no organized religion, there was no global religion. Italy, Germany, uh, France, they were all like almost feudal. Uh, when 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 Christmas was kind of invented, um, there was no governments, there was no overarching uh, contr- bodies of control. Most people were controlled with religion, uh, royalty, and religion. So Germany split up into a bunch of different counties. Italy was like a bunch of different city states. And the Pope in the fourth century, Pope Julius, he uh, Julius the first, he said December twenty fifth is Jesus' birthday. We're going to all celebrate this day, but. At this time, um, like 300 to 340 uh, AD, the Catholic Church or the Christian Church was in its bare infancy and they really wanted to get people on board. 
So they tried to sell it to a bunch of pagans yes. or a bunch of Saturnalians or a bunch of Romans, a bunch of Greeks, a bunch of Germans. They wanted to sell this holiday to say like, OK, everybody, let's all get together at the end of the year. We'll fucking have a few brewskis uh, and we'll all, you know, celebrate the birth of Jesus, who is our Lord, by the way. Don't forget that. <laughs> and this Christmas time across all nations, like we don't really know much about like the Americas. We don't really know much about how, how the Chinese celebrate this Christmas because it's a whole different culture. But in Western civilization, uh, this middle winter time was a super important time for uh, people who were harvesters or farmers. Uh, there was no real like tertiary industry. There's no fucking you know, uh, uh, t- tourism, you might have a, a blacksmith local in the town or you might have, you know, skilled workers local. Everybody was farmers or, or, or laborers. on Everybody farms. was everything. They had to do their yeah. own. And, and it's a harvest festival and um, they wanted to have a break from the dark winter. So in the northern countries like Scandinavia, they had Yule. So Yuletide you've heard of. Yeah. So this was a, a another pagan celebration. They celebrated in Germanic regions, and they were celebrating the god Odin, and they burned this big log that was supposedly felled by him, uh, and and it burned for twelve days. That gives us the twelve days of Christmas. So these guys are trying to amalgamate all of these different religions, these different belief structures, all together into the one narrative that everyone can celebrate together under the umbrella of Jesus Christ. So it's like. All of you guys that have no fealty to any one king over your whole country, a bunch of different city states, a bunch of different regions that were all had their lords and their fiefdoms. How the fuck do we control all of them under one narrative? Have them all get drunk on the same day every year. So they wanted to bring in these trees, these green evergreen trees into the houses to make sure that people wouldn't forget what it was like uh, in the summertime. They're like, look at greenery. It's not bleak and white and all the fucking, all the flowers and plants are dead. Like, there's greenery outside. And the Yule guys, the the, the Nordics, they wanted to celebrate the end of the year, but it was also like a, um, a, a feast, a practical feast, let's say. So, like, they had, um, uh, uh, now we have geese, we have turkeys, uh, before it used to be beef, it used to be calves, and they'd kill a calf or they'd kill like a, a a cow and eat it at this end of year festival, and they'll say like, "Oh yeah, we're sacrificing this cow to you know the gods," when really it was a practical thing because it's like, well, it's winter and we don't have enough shit to feed this cow to keep it alive until the spring, so let's fucking let's cut it up, nom nom. And uh, we can say it's a, we can say it's like a, a harvest festival. I like that's that makes sense to me. So yeah. they always had this big meal um, similar to like, you know, Thanksgiving is like a weird like, why is a turkey? <laughs> Should you not be eating, you know, some kind of some kind of red meat? Yeah, it's is just, it, not it, it is like and there's probably red skinned meat. Yeah. I mean, dude, that totally makes sense, dude. Like basically Christmas and uh, is it Jesus or Christmas that we're talking about here? That is Jesus well, Christ- kind of like the, the, a pot stew. Like it's just yeah. throw everything a, in it's there. A, it's a mix. Yeah. It's like it's Jesus, the or whatever Jesus it's called. a lot of different people as well. So like all of this stuff together is basically like some clever cunt was like, okay. And the guy's name was Emperor Constantine. He came together and he went, 
how do we control everyone? And it's just like, let's just make a fucking patchwork religion with all the fun parts, like all the celebrations and all the drinking and all of this kind of stuff and put it all together. And uh, if anyone doesn't want, doesn't want to follow our religion, they can't celebrate with everybody else. So it's like incentivized control, you know? God, it, it just, and like, dude, I know there's people who are going to listen to this and get really angry because they're, you know, they're super Christian. Hey, dude, all are welcome. I love you guys very much. I love you guys. I will always defend you guys and defend your right <clears throat> to be. But, I mean, like, dude, this is the long game. Yeah, it is. And, dude, I hate to tell everybody what Constantine represented and, and Rome. Rome didn't fall. Rome just rebranded itself. Yep, and moved then, and changed. And then, guess what? The Nazis rebranded themselves. And now, you know, that former Nazis, mm. not, the Nazis didn't lose the war. Germany lost the war. The Nazis just rebranded themselves into NASA, CIA, MI5, Mossad. We can go down the whole list of all this stuff that they rebranded well, themselves. Did you did you think did you ever think like I, I was watching Black Friday videos from this year and last year every Black Friday that comes around do you think maybe that that's like because it's Thanksgiving it's coming up to Christmas that's almost like a festival of uh, capitalism right festival of consumerism yeah I mean for sure do you ever think that every year when they have people like punching the heads off each other over like low grade flat Give me screen that TVs cabbage patch doll. <laughs> yeah, the big the big toy for Christmas. There's always a big toy. Did you ever think that that's like the power structure testing the human race to see if we're still on message? Like if one Black Friday they put out like Whopper deals and nobody fights each other, they're like, oh, lads, we're losing control. It's slipping. There's nobody killing each other over this fucking Teletubby this year. We we gotta we gotta up our game. Do you think this is like a like a, a litmus test for dude for how well consumerism is going? Gordo, what you're saying right now is what I think is going on with false flags in the United States. It's testing. They it's still, are not like Jurassic getting Park with any, the Velociraptors testing the fences. Dude, they're not getting any fucking reactions, man. When yeah. was the last the last one we had a real reaction was maybe Parkland, but you know. And then you had that El Paso shit, right? San, was it San Antonio or, pa- or was it Austin? One. It was the Walmart one. Right? But then, like, that went away quickly. I there was re- one today. There was one today, I think, in Seattle. A bunch of people got stabbed. Is, is, was that, I saw that on Twitter, like, before the show. Dude, how crazy is that? A giant thing. But it's like, after, I think after Vegas, people were like, oh, this. I mean, I think deep down inside, they were like, oh, dude. There's not we can do. This isn't real. This was. Yeah. This is, dude. All these conspiracy theorists have been telling us about JFK and 9/11 and all this shit. And here, I just saw it happen in real fucking time. And this is why I think we're seeing the big purge about, dude. It's because the old fucking way of controlling the masses isn't working anymore. I like the way Gordo yeah. was saying about that. About how they're trying to see how far they can push it with Thanksgiving, because you remember it used, to, it used to be a family thing. And what time was uh, Black Friday? Friday, actually Friday in the fucking morning, six, seven. 
And they're like, let's see how much they care about the family. Let's make it at 4 in the morning. People didn't care. They went at 4 in the morning. Then they make yeah. it at 12. Now it's all day on, th- on Thursday. They start on Thursday. It literally starts the day you should be hanging out with your family. It used to be a Thanksgiving day. Now it's a corporate day. It's let's see how much money we can sell. Yeah. It's, let's see how, how crazy these people go over a fucking Xbox. That's yeah. It's like give off. mom what she wants. And how funny is that whole like uh, narrative? Women just love shopping. Shop women. Shop, shop, shop women. Women love shopping. Shopping, shopping. I just love to shop. I just shop, 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 shop. And then women grow up going, you know, I like to shop. And you're like, really? You like to shop? I just like to shop, shop, shop. Shop, shop. They're, women like to shop. They're going into Toys R Us or whatever. And they're buying a fake plastic Fisher Price shop. Yeah. To give to their daughters. <laughs> yeah. So that their daughters can pretend that they're in a shop shopping. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, shopception. It's, it's all like, programming, right? Yeah, man. And, dude, you know, that that was a great point, dude. That Black Friday now starts on Thursday right after everybody eats dinner. Yeah. The second of. Okay. So, everybody. So, there's no, there's no chance to sit around and discuss with your parents or to have like a multi generational conversation. Maybe have a couple of drinks and get loose and talk about politics or talk about what's going on. So, then, like in the weeks coming up to Christmas, the parents are like, I just don't get my kids. And the kids are all like, My mom and dad are assholes. And grandpa and, gra- and grandma are there, like, going, It wasn't like that in my day. And grandma because and grandpa are communicating. Like, Why are there They're black like, people in the cold. neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> they're all in. The, they're all in the cold in a queue for a fucking three hundred dollar TV. No, I agree. It's all yeah, psychological. It's all like that starts with taking the jobs away. Now mom has to work too. Now nobody's able to. Uh, now nobody's able to uh, raise the kids right now. You're asking the government to raise your kids. Bring your kids to school so the government can raise your kids. You're like, really, dude? Yep, really. Well, we've gone well, over this, though, how, how Christmas was, was the first comp- conspiracy you've ever been told. Yeah. We've, been to, we've talked about this in a couple episodes. It's the first one where, like, everyone's in on telling you a fucking lie. Like, oh, let's all tell him that Santa's not real. Yeah. Yeah, I, man. It's I, first conspiracy it's we've first, ever been told. It's the, ch- the childhood deceit. You know, some people some people get lucky and they get a real deceit, like they get a fucking uncle who fingers them or whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, no, this is these these are real memories. Okay, fuck, bury this shit. If you don't mind, let's talk about that for a second. What do you think about telling kids the lie of Santa Claus? What do you think about that? that Well, I do believe that is the first great conspiracy. No, but what do you think about it as as a rule? Like, if you had to make that decision, what's your choice going to be? Should you lie to him? Should you tell him Santa's around? Uh, I I, I don't know. XG's dad was like, ASA, there ain't no fat white guy giving you these presents. This is all me, motherfucker. Yeah, my dad was like, I paid for this shit. Dude, Gordo, a man of a thousand fucking voices. I love it. You ain't you ain't giving credit to no gringo. Mijo, this was me. I worked. I hands, man. I shit. Hey, Gordo, can we hear uh, a gringo and your uh, your southern man arguing over a Tonka truck <laughs> at Walmart? Can I can I hear that? Can I hear that real quick? Baby Yoda toy, make it a Baby Yoda. Toy. Yeah, fighting over Baby Yoda. Can we hear it? I think hey, you do it. Y'all, y'all, y'all watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, really, it's it's pretty good. Like the episodes don't mix, but what about you think about that Baby Yoda, man? <laughs> oh, he's pretty cool. Like, he doesn't say nothing, and we don't know what species he is. But um, I guess we're going to find out. 
Fuck you, man. Hey, what's wrong with you? I'm I'm just I'm a bigot right now for no reason, man. <laughs> hey, what the fuck you guys talking about over here? Oh, <laughs> what's going on, man? Man, <laughs> please tell me in your live shows you do as many voices as you can. Try my best. Oh, I really dude, try my you, best. I've got, I, I've any... got a cough sore throat going on right now, uh, so I'm not really as prolific as I uh, as I could be. You're the best. But I'm practicing. I'm practicing. You're killing best. the game, dude. You're killing. No, me. seriously, Sam. What do you think about that? Telling the telling your kids about Santa Claus, like what as a. Uh, you know, I dude, I gotta be honest with you. It's like it's a weird thing. I mean, I hear Joe Rogan talking about it. you don't want your kid to be the first to know Santa's not real, and you don't want him to be the last either. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, it worth it though to? Where your kid to become account. a serial killer? If your kid's uh-huh. the last to know, it's, it's just shooting up to school, most likely. Uh-huh. He's gonna be bullied uh, the whole time. Or no, I don't know. I mean, he's gonna get bullied if he's still thinking there's. I don't know, man. Santa That's a great Claus. question. I don't know. It's gotta be hard. I mean, because I think people remember how much they loved believing in Santa, and then yeah. how much it hurt to find out Santa didn't exist. Right. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's a tester for that other lie that we tell children, which is you can be anything that you want to be. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, darkest Christmas. But I must say something, Gordo. I mean, obviously there are limits to the simulation. Like I can't go pro in the NBA, even though I'd love to, and that at one point was my dream. Yes, but there's also there's also like I'm having conversation with you. You're across the ocean. And we're talking Santa, as you do as many uh, as many stereotypical voices as you possibly can, right? Yeah, By the way, across the ocean, wish, man. best best reception on Skype we've had. Oh, I was of, just thinking, yeah, I'm like, anyone, why yeah. is this? Is it our is it our topic? It's, I don't know. He's why got good, he's got good internet, obviously. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a, it's that seems to be a big problem on the show right now. People are are uh, fucking throttling our our Skype. But back to this, man. So they all come together and they all go, hey, you're going to believe in this shit. Do you believe Jesus existed at some point? A guy named Jesus who did some amazing things. Oof, that's um, that's a big question. I'll answer quickly and say there was a bunch of different dudes or possibly the one dude that was an amalgamation of a bunch of different dudes that the story was told over again and again. Like, I, I liken it to the characters that Jean-Claude Van Damme plays in all of his movies from the 80s. It's the same guy. It's the same plot. It's just, like, different surroundings. But I essentially, like that. It's the same, it's the same thing. It's uh, same Johnny and I discussing uh, whether Kevin Garnett is a good actor. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then he brought up that. Well, one of us has seen the movie he acted in, and one of us hasn't. So, well, well, let yeah. me just say that. Johnny brought up that many people, many actors play the same guy over and over again. They're just in different yeah. scenarios. That's what you're saying. It just must have been this dude put in different scenarios. Yeah. So there's a guy, there's a guy, Yeshua Ben Yosef, or, or, or Jesus, um, son of Joseph, and you know, they found his grave and all this kind of shit. So like his body didn't get ascended into heaven. Maybe he was just a dude who had like the fucking Bethlehem version of a podcast yeah. who was like out on the hill, just shouting out like this, this episode of yeah. Jesus on a hill uh, <laughs> sponsored by uh, fucking Nazareth sandals. Get 20% discount off from Ahmed. Uh, when you mention drop mine, code, use the code Jesus at Nazareth sandals. 
and uh, you know you get you get and, and this week if you sign up you get free leprosy like <laughs> who the fuck knows what he was doing to get the message out there um geographically he's been known to be in loads of different places they have like the zoroastrian or zarathustra in iran i love that uh, shit ancient, ancient greek is like you know more Dionysus. human than human and we yeah, man, like we did, a, we did a whole episode on jesus and the origins of him and, and the whole story around it and it's the same story it's just like fucking be nice to each other shit you know and don't nail me to a fucking tree like <laughs> No, I told and dude, we had the guys from Edge of Wonder. Have you guys ever hooked up? Have you guys ever done no, anything together? Yet. You guys would be great together, man. Go Two out, quality shows coming together, like peanut butter and jelly, brother. And uh, <laughs> uh, they were bringing up, um, what was my point on that? I had a great point, and then I lo- fucking lost it. Jesus being real? Uh, fuck, I can't even remember what. Oh, the uh, why people wear the cross is it's not a symbolism of of like to remember Jesus but more like these people going we got your guy we got your dude <laughs> like when you go to the church it's all sad instead of being like a happy thing every time you go in there it reminds you like who's in control what happened what? to uh, dude I'm it's like it's like that hicks bit you know he says that it's like where going around Jackie Onassis with a rifle pendant on yeah, by the way somebody came to my show the other day gave me nice rifle pins I don't know what that means, but I took it and they're they really nice. like they a trash. You know? It wasn't, it wasn't like Bill Clinton in a mask just going, Hi, Sam, I really like your special. <laughs> it's available on iTunes now. <laughs> I'm really sorry you've been so depressed. Um, Time to, have to so, pay your bill. So, we hear <laughs> so yeah, a let's lot, get back to Christmas. Uh, we hear a lot Seb. about Christmas. Uh, the whole I got a whole bit on it about mushrooms in Christmas. What's your thoughts on that? I put it out there and say that Jesus was a mushroom, God is in the sky, and he fucked Mother Earth with his rain sperm, and then the the mushroom grew up out of the ground. People ate the body of Christ, and they were and or drank the blood because they made it into a soup, uh, or, a, or a mushroom drink, and then they were able to be at one to sit sit at the right hand of the Father, to be able to understand what's good, to be able to feel like you're all part of one thing to see plants breathing and you know feel the, the good energy i think jesus was a mushroom um and that's why we're supposed to eat him so 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 gordo i grew up catholic i really did i did the whole thing where you talk to a priest and then after you you talk to a priest they let you go consume jesus and they give you the wine with the bread they do so that in scientology as well man yeah you have to audit yourself to the fucking priest but, so you're telling me like back in the day every time you ate that it was like you started tripping I think that it's like, um, I think that it's like, uh, not not maybe in the Catholic Church particularly, but like with all of these Christmas rituals, there's a certain pagan element to Catholicism or to the constructed Christian Church, the Roman Catholic Church, that they took in all of these outward um, practices. And I think eating magic mushrooms and meditating on it uh, was a, a practice done by pagans to try and gain knowledge from outside of themselves to try and talk with God. And I think the communion made into a lovely story about the Last Supper where Jesus is hanging out at the fucking Denny's or whatever with his mates. <laughs> and he's all like, who's who's got, you know, we ordered a Grand Slam over here. Like, what's fucking uh, Peter's there, like, uh, accusing uh, the waitress. And <laughs> Judas is, like, talking to HR, going, like, she's she got she's dirty fingernails because he's a fucking rat. I think this whole eating of the body and eat, drinking of the blood... 
was also part of pagan tradition. And it could be into what, you know, I, I heard you guys talking lots about uh, adrenochrome and all this kind of stuff. Maybe that's what they're still doing. Dude. Maybe it's just disguised as that. Like how the Romans used to celebrate this thing called juvenilia, where they'd celebrate newborn babies. And that was like pulled into the Christmas tradition where we're like, um, Easter is all about fucking torture porn on some like BG Jesus looking tall blonde motherfucker who's getting like whipped with like razor razor wire or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Christmas is all about like let's celebrate the baby. Little pudgy arms and legs. Isn't he lovely? Just rub the baby's leg. Give him a kiss. Give him a kiss. Give him a kiss on the arse. Like it's fucking that stuff leans towards I think like some kind of pedophilic pagan ritual or something like that. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, There's eat, just yeah, pagans well, everywhere. Cannibalism isn't cannibalism in cults too. Sounds like eating Jesus yeah. is cannibalism. You want to hide it a different way, but every day you're telling me eat Jesus, drink <laughs> Jesus. That's cannibalism. Hey Johnny, I sent you an email real quick. I want you to look at it. It basically breaks down Yule and how uh, Saturnus again. We bring back the Saturnus, one of the oldest of all the religions, and how um. And basically mushrooms or how mushrooms are part of this old, uh, what's it, Amanita muscaria? Is that what it's called? Amanita, Amanita muscaria is the, uh, is the, is the, okay. Just tell them how to change it, dude. You're sitting there doing, uh, like you're bringing in a fucking plane here, okay? Uh, is a uh, mushroom and that basically all these, the, basically people would eat the, these mushrooms would be frowned oh man under a christmas tree right and uh, uh under trees and that's why they use christmas trees too because that's where the shrooms were from they would find these yeah, shrooms the, from the fu- the, next the, to the tree the christmas tree as a symbol is is a saturnalia symbol it was taken from oh that belief system God, right dude. they were brought into the house and they put the mushrooms underneath also the baubles, the red baubles that you see on Christmas trees now were fruits that people used to hang from the branches to remind them of a more fruitful time in the depths of winter. The tinsel that you see on, on uh, you know, rolls of tinsel, that's supposed to be, or holly, that's supposed to be the thorns of the crown of Jesus Christ to remember uh, he got crucified. Oh and, my uh, God! The lights on the tree are attributed to Martin Luther, do you know the boy who who started the Protestant Reformation in Germany? He, he Germany has a really thick history with the Christmas tree. They call it like the Tannenbaum, and uh, they would put candles in their tree and keep it inside. Now you wouldn't put candles in the tree; the house would go on fire. But yeah, they put candles in the tree, so they'd hang like bits of fruit, candles. That's where the lights come from. Tinsel and holly is for uh, the Lord Jesus, oh, and. Um, God. It was all the Saturnalian uh, uh, adoption into the Catholic Church where they're like, yeah, 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 go ahead. Put the fucking tree up in the middle of the room and everybody like have a pagan symbol on a Christian holiday. But here's a funny one. The Germans were big into their Christmas trees and the Prince Albert, the husband of Queen Victoria, Prince Albert uh, Saxburg Gotha, he moved to England to be with his wife, Queen Victoria, and he wanted to continue on this Christmas tree tradition. And there was this like etching done in a newspaper of the two of them standing next to a Christmas tree. And everybody in England was like, oh, I wonder what this 
queer tree is that Queen Victoria has in her front room. And then all of a sudden, everybody had fucking Christmas trees the next year because they were like, we want to be like Queen Victoria. And it kicked off this whole Western uh, tradition of having Christmas trees. Dude, listen to this, man. Right now we are in the Festival of Saturnalia. Right? Yes. It is from last night, which we had our big comedy chaos, December 17th, all the way to December 23rd, right? And basically what would happen is I have my joke all wrong. The shaman, the Santa is the shaman. And the shaman would come and the bag of gifts, the bag of toys isn't toys. It's mushrooms. He would bring mushrooms to your house. Here's the giggle fits, man. That's why he has a red face and he's jolly. Dude, this is the best. This is the here's, best. Here's a weird one. Here's a weird one that I found uh, when you're talking about etymology around Christmas, right? So uh, Mithra, who's who's the god that the, the Saturnalians are worshipping. So Mithra was a guardian of cattle, the crop, and the waters. So he's like this pagan, uh, practical pagan god because they're all very practical. They're all a god of something. So... The, the word Mitra, when taken in the Iranian, in the original language of the god, is me, which is to bind, and tra, which is the cause of. So they worship Mitra, which is the, the, the cause of binding. So they want to worship this thing, which is like, this is the reason we're all together. So when you're taking mushrooms with your people, you're binding yourself to them. You're getting high. And going on a trip with your buddies, with your homies, or your oh, family, or whoever. Binding, dude. I like that. Binding you together. And it's the same in South America. They do, like, ayahuasca. They do peyote. And they do it with the family. Like, the the the, the Central American kind of gypsy culture, they'll go out and they'll take up the peyote buttons. And that's kids and adults. And they put them all in the pot. And kids and adults take this stuff. And they drink kids would do shrooms? Yeah, the kids in, in Central America would, would have a drink of it and trip balls, get sick, and then they'd all go on a big trip like a family thing together and the lads would bang the drums and everybody would be, oh, it's fucking great. Dude, balls, I'm man. telling you, man, the family tradition is tripping balls with your family. Well, that's what that's what Thanksgiving should be. You're not tripping balls, but like you're all sitting there with the turkey sweats, you're kind of drunk, and you start telling some home truths. You fucking use... Use that time kind of trapped together with your Grandma's family. Grandma's like, your grandfather was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever suck a dick, Sonny? <laughs> like, well, these rooms are strong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's fucking, you know, you should, people should be congregating with your people. You should be getting back to where you came from, to understand who you are, to know what you're going to do in the next year. You're giving thanks. You're saying, like, this is a, this is a harvest festival. You're saying, like, I... I'm thankful for the things that this year gave me and I'm going on into the next year with the lessons that I've learned. It's helping you by discussing it with your people, do you know? And if you're taking mushrooms, it's a lot easier to have those conversations, you know? Yep, but if um, you were on mushrooms, you wouldn't go to the mall. I exactly. Don't know. I you wouldn't go to the mall, you wouldn't go buy shit, you'd fucking stay inside stay and not right. waste money, which is what they want you to do. Uh, Sam went to the fucking World Series. I did go to the World Series on mushrooms. I did, I did. Did you, know, did you know Christmas carols were uh, another Saturnalia tradition? So people Saturnalia, in Rome, when they were dude. celebrating Saturnalia, they'd burst into rich people's houses and just start singing songs. Now, there weren't Christmas songs, but they were just like roaring songs. When so they were like up. flash mobs in your house? So they were like yeah. breaking and entering, in but flash mobs? Yeah, like trick or treat. And they'd, and they'd break into your house and go, give us loads of food and drink. 
and they'd just like om, 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 eat up all the stuff <laughs> and if you didn't give them anything they'd just stay there singing and it was kind of like allowed uh, and it ended up being in a Roman culture where they just treat the peasants like shit because they'd end up coming into their house at Christmas time well, that sounds like homeless here they don't leave till you give them something dude that kitchens, man. blows my mind Christmas carols were like civil disobedience. We're like, we're hungry. Feed us. Oh, you won't feed us? Oom, bop, 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 boom, bop. Wait, what is that? Remember that song? Oh, bring us a figgy pudding. Bring it yes, right yes. here. We won't go <laughs> until we get some. We won't go until we get some. That's got to be what that song's about. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah, man. That's on the, Johnny's on the ball. Uh, How did you ever crazy is that? Maybe with that in mind, that Saturnalian uh, tradition, right, where you would be incessantly bombarded with the same song over and over and over again for a period of days until you gave <laughs> your tithing. So what the fuck are like Christmas songs in the mall? Oh, it's like my nine God. Nine songs on repeat until you've given up all your money. If I hear Mariah Carey Dude. one more time, I'm going to spend all the money on my Dude, it's ritual. It's this ritual, motherfucker man. just blew oh my. my mind. Yeah, man. Damn. So these carols, they would sing it over and over until you give up. They right? Can't. They they come in and they... Like, and they take the fucking they, pudding! It's a pagan chant. <laughs> give up, Carol! Give up the pudding! I, I walk on the back. Give up the fucking pudding! <laughs> The kids are hungry. There's no food tomorrow. Give them the get fucking pudding. Get them out of the living room. <laughs> Football's on. If I hear Oombop again, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so hilarious. Oh, my God. You got to have come back on. And we're not done talking, but unless we are. But uh, we, I want to do a, a Santanaria one. And I want, I want Santanalia. Santanalia. How do I pronounce it? You pronounce it your way. I'll pronounce my way. (laughs) I don't know if you know my show, but I say how I think it should be said. (laughs) It's like word jazz. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Exactly what it is. Thank you, dude. I'm a word. You got to listen to the letters that Sam isn't saying. (laughs) Guess what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. That's the best word jazz. That's my version of fuzzy math. Right? It's word jazz. Voodoo economics. Oh, word jazz. my God, dude. The best parts of Christmas, though, is, is Santa Claus. And we talked about, like, believing in him and getting told as a kid that he doesn't exist. You're like, this is the, fir- the first conspiracy theory. It's, it's pulling the facade of adult life. Um, it also, I think, implants a bunch of guilt. Mm. In a child, like this commercial guilt where it's like, you thought you were getting all that shit for free. You thought it was magic. Yeah, well, you know what? Fucking, this is your moral bar mitzvah. Do you You're know? Now a, and you now know that it was mom and dad and we fucking went without so that you could have that fucking Game Boy. We went without so that you could have that, you know, baseball glove or whatever. Uh, wow. We were poor. We were poor and you asked for shit that Santa couldn't bring you. And yet Santa brought it to you, and we were on a fucking payday loans for like nine months <laughs> after that shit. We, we had Chris paid off in October, you fucking asshole. Do you ever wonder why we'd bet the shit out of you for the whole year? It's because we didn't have any money for food. Wow. Do you know much about, and I, I think it's a Germanic tradition, I'm not sure though, about the like the darker alter ego to Santa Claus. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that, 
Does that ring a bell? Yeah. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of different types of Santa Claus. There's uh, the Dutch one, the Sinterklaas, which is probably the closest thing to what we would know as Santa Claus. Uh, it also could be like a, a, but one that's a reduction. Like, Saint Nicholas. That like punishes people, Sint- though, right? Isn't there one? Yeah, that, like the best. Is that like Santa's like. version of Venom? Like Krampus, that that horror movie. Yeah, Krampus. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's yeah. A, Krampus. That's a, yeah. Finish. There's a Finnish version Finnish. of Santa. Okay, there you go. Uh, where he would uh, steal naughty children and put them in a pot and boil them and eat their feet. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? We just so, love to fuck with kids. Just fuck so with Christmas, kids. Heads. At Christmas time, if you were a bold kid, you want you want to make sure that you have your feet inside the duvet, or else that Santa Claus will come along and eat your feet. Oh my oh. god! And that's maybe why we get Christmas socks to hang the Christmas socks on the mantelpiece, is because you have to cover your feet because this guy oh will eat. Oh my fuck. god! That's yeah. wild. So so. The, the the mythos of Santa is a fucking bunch of loads of different stories put together. So Dutch Sinterklaas, he has uh, red robes and a golden staff. He rode a horse called Amerigo. Uh, and children would leave out carrots for this guy. So the same as they do with Rudolph. Um, he rides in on a horse into the town and he gives out gifts to all the kids. Uh, and he also has this controversial buddy called Zwarty Peter, Black Peter. There we go, Black in. Peter, shady as comes, shit. Yeah, he comes dressed like uh, fucking uh, Django Unchained in some like blue <laughs> weird like leggings. Remember that costume? That, <laughs> oh uh, my Jamie Fox God, was wearing. And, dude. And he, he, comes, he comes dressed in that shit and uh, in the Netherlands they're still like black and doing blackface at Christmas time and it's kind of, you know, the cultural climate is What's pushing it, back. What country it. is this? You said uh, the in Netherlands. the Netherlands, in Holland. Are there any black people in Holland? Yeah, loads of them. And yeah. they're like, ah, fuck it, it's grand. No, dude, it's very interesting. Racism, I'm not saying it's unique to the United States. Obviously, it's not. But it's like there's a hypersensitivity to racism that doesn't exist everywhere. Obviously, other places does have it. But there's, there's like a lot of people who are racist on behalf of other people are ra- um, uh, racially sensitive on behalf of other people. Yeah. Uh, the people who they're being offended for are like, I don't care, man. Stop. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically, um, you know, what Bill Maher went off on about how white people are the only people who in this survey said that they hate themselves. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like they're just yeah. guilted down to that i mean they all want change after they get theirs right like everybody like wants Chelsea Chelsea left question. over from being told that santa claus isn't real and that your mom and dad bought all the presents they're just like pushing that guilt onto something else you know Full yeah the rich kids the rich yeah, kids that's where, who are from yeah it's so interesting right and it's just like Krampus, but, you, you but, were showing pictures of the krampus there you know the krampus is like a, a minion of santa that santa comes in uh, wait, wait. Are so you saying he shares like his naughty list? Like he shares intelligence with Krampus? Is is that is that what you mean by that? The Krampus is one of multiple. Like usually they have um, like twenty that will come in, and they're volunteers. What I think it's fuck? in like uh, Germanic countries as well. They have like ten or fifteen Krampuses will come in, and they have uh, like a bundle of sticks or a faggot of sticks, if you will, and <laughs> they you. will run in. Thank they you. would run in and they'd beat the shit out of people. You could see videos of Krampus like actually beating the shit out of just strangers walking by with chopping bags. And Santa is like at the head of the thing going, Krampus, 
to there. A fat guy, he can't run away, like beat his ass. <laughs> so you have Krampuses, like twenty Krampuses. Wait, no, no. Are are you talking about this is like a a, a dramatization, or or did they have like a, a some kind of modern day ce- celebration where they reenact this, or not reenact, obviously, it's, but. There's a, there, every year, there's like a day where a bunch of dudes get dressed up in their best Krampus gear. Oh, that's great. And they go wow. out and Santa like leads them into the town square. Why don't we have and these motherfuckers like this? go out well, to the streets of the town no. and beat the shit First of all, who goes out on Krampus Day? I mean, this is their version of the purge. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the yeah, opposite if you're of beating up, like if no you're just will. walking like, hey, dude, I'm just going to run down to the store, grab some toothpaste real quick, and all of a sudden a bunch of blackface <laughs> motherfuckers come up like it's the fucking movie, the fucking Warriors, and you just get yeah. your ass beat? Oh, yeah, they, oh, they, wow. they, they do dress up. Holy yeah. shit. And they Look beat people. They beat the public. Like, But they're, that's what the elves, that's the, that's the origin of the, the Christmas elves. That's where that comes from. So I pull them in because the Krampus are the minions. We water everything out. down. Our culture waters everything down. Takes all the piss yeah. out of it. Everything. Yeah, it's makes enough. it makes them makes them white. Dude, yeah. it's unbelievable, dude. So Un- some of the other some of the other variations of Santa that are really interesting. You can see some of the main like Santa characteristics coming from these uh, Saint Nicholas, the actual Saint Nicholas uh, in Belgium. He only comes to the kids who speak the Walloon language, and he comes twice. <laughs> So this is the making a list and checking it twice. He comes on the 4th of December and he makes his list of kids who are naughty or nice. He goes off. He checks it again on the 5th. So makes a list, checks it twice. And then on the 6th of December, which is the anniversary of the real St. Nicholas of Myra, his death was on the 6th of December. So this Belgian Santa comes back on that day and gives all the presents uh, to the good kids and then gives, again, bundles or faggots of sticks uh, to the naughty kids. What are the naughty then, kids meant to do with the sticks? Do you know? I mean, they then become. Do they become the Krampuses? Oh, good question. Do they yeah. then take take their take their frustration about not getting Christmas presents? <laughs> Just beat the shit out of the people Christmas. who have presents. Well, that's, yeah, that's, well, that's when like when Santa leaves the coal. What are you supposed to do with that? Put it on blackface with it. Just throw take it, it, it. Throw it, it on your face. Throw it through a rich person's window. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> class. It's all it comes back to class warfare again. It Here is. Yeah. It is so crazy. But, like, how I, – I can understand television, movies, how they did propaganda. How did they just install all this? Like, did they, they had, just – They had 1,700 years, Sam. Like, that's how long this thing has been going on, like, in all these countries. St. Nicholas comes from, like, the 3rd century AD. So this shit has been around for did that long. Did you say 3rd or 3rd century? <laughs> The third, the thirty-three and the third. Sorry, it's my Irish accent, third, sir. I didn't say it right, there, sir. Sorry about that, sir. Why, well, man? You don't understand what we're doing over here. Mom and dad are fighting over the turkey sandwich. Okay, it's getting ugly over here. There's a fucking Irish guy at the front talking about it. The third, third of September, something like that. I don't know what he's talking about, man. Thirty-three and the third, sir. That's too many. That's the best. To be fair, so, he has been speaking English over there longer than we have. So. Uh, okay, Johnny. <laughs> fucking sensitive lib over there. Go drink more soy, bitch. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, one, one of us voted for Obama, and, and one of us never voted for Obama. Oh, that was so a who's the time. lib? Uh, hey, yeah. I identified should, as a retard back we should, then. We I should, didn't uh, anymore. I don't even I voted for Ron Paul in 2008. You should okay. put an application for uh, Instagram fact checkers. Yeah, there. there we go. <laughs> Thank you, XG. Got his boys back. I saw I saw that post that you put on Instagram and and the, the app that says like this may be might be bullshit. <laughs> 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 
It was bullshit to start off with. You know what? The, I what think it fuck? just wants to get a really good batting average where they're like, dude, we're batting 100 on bullshit stories. <laughs> oh, I just going for the ridiculous, yeah, the, like the comedy Like story. this the guy onion and shit like definitely that. is yeah. not an alien, okay? <laughs> I, just swatting onion articles, you know? Just, <laughs> like, like total rejections. We should float the streams and just make a bunch of Instagram accounts and put up like the fakest fake news, oh, yeah. so that the stuff like just totally push the Overton window like a back full like a news. full account with <laughs> Instagram or back just, checkers. Yeah, yeah. Make your own make overlay and put yeah. it on like New York Times articles and shit like that. That, that would work. Ridiculously awesome! It's so fucking um, funny. There's another, there's another one then. We, fi- we find out how the reindeer learned how to fly. Oh, this my. comes from, remember we talked about Yule and Yuletide? So this was uh, Odin, uh, I don't know if you know from the Nordic tradition, the Nordic religion. Uh, he used to be able to take on the shapes of, uh, and characters of different people and things. And one of his alter egos uh, was Yule. And this was like a six foot five, black haired, like um, kind of Santa warrior. And he would ride into town on a flying horse called Slepnir. And he would, uh, for, for the few days before Slepnir? Christmas... Slepnir? S-L-E-P-N-E-I-R. And he would fly around on this horse, uh, and he'd go over the houses, and he'd look in through the windows to see if all the kids were behaving themselves. Yeah. Uh, so this is where we get the kind of, you know, the, the, the Santa Claus is... is uh, you know, he keeps his eye on you for the whole season. Oh, my God. And you get, God. like, 30 to 45 days of well-behaved kids... Uh, but this is where this comes from a flying horse so he has his reindeer and then he has the checking on checking in on uh, uh, checking in on all these kids and it's this big giant dude and he looks like uh, yeah Slepnir he looks like Thor right he looks like a biking yeah Dude. Yeah, he he has a he has a long long dark hair dark beard and he has a pot belly and he wears a fur trimmed robe and that's where we get that. Kind is this of image like of the Santa. sexy version of Santa? He's like right? a bad, yeah. He's like the badass. Is Santa, this like the sure. Kim? What's his name that just showed a picture of him being shredded? This is like the Michael Kim Bay. Jo- Santa. What's his name this from uh, Techno Viking? Yeah. This from, is like so if Michael Bay directed the Santa Claus movie. No, yeah. but this is like what's his name from uh, a Silicon Valley? Just put out a picture of him shredded. What's it? Oh, like? oh Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah, this is like, right. yeah, this is like Kamel Nanjiani. Shredded version, right? Yeah. You have dork pudgy version, dude, but he, then there's... Juice must motherfucker. He's got to be juicing, dude. That's a change. I mean, that's a radical change. Uh, ripped, I would, though, whatever he's on, let me know. Please. I, I want to mainline him. that yeah. shit. I just want to be Over, shredded one look, day of my look, life. Look. Me too. Yeah, I'd love that. Should we he do that? Should we start June... January 1st, we cycle? just find some way to just shred out and just see how shredded we can get. I do that. Do yeah. one cycle of roids. I don't want to do roids. I want to do, uh, what but, is it, HGH? Yeah, that is roids, but that's like let's just try. Fucking... Let's do it all natural. Let's use uh, homeopathic <laughs> remedies. Vegan <laughs> Yeah. I'm in, dude. I'm in, dude. You're the so, one that says that they're hiding all the pharmaceutical, you know, all the natural remedies for all this shit. So there's got to be some kind of natural stuff. I'm sure there is, to get dude. Ripped up. Yeah, for sure. You know, some burdock root or some. For sure, dude. Yeah. Slippery elm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in, dude. I don't know what I just, We should all do a show where we show up like well, fuck, six months now and we're all just rock hard nipples, <laughs> vein. We all agree to get the barbed wire <laughs> tattoo around our arm. We have to get it. That's the only way. We saw like Randy Savage coming in here. Yeah. yeah. Well, be great. Sam was ripped. How long do you think it'd take him to take his shirt off? Oh, dude. oh I would yeah, walk in Burt Kreischer style. Yeah. <laughs> I'd walk in no shirt on, pierced nipples. Wouldn't it be nice for a while to be cool with just taking your shirt off anytime, though? I would love 
to, to have that. I know guys who are shredded. They don't take their shirts off. Like, once in a while, I Brian Kell will like do that. it as a joke. He's pretty yoked. Brandon Schaub never takes his shirt Rogan off. Rogan doesn't. You got to leave, leave something to the imagination, though, right? Yeah. Well, Rogan only takes it out to, like, just completely crush women who say he's fat. Have you seen that video of that woman's like, oh, yeah. oh you're, you're fat. And then he's like, bitch, what are you talking about? And he pulls up his shirt, and he's like, you know, he's got, like, an eight-pack. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, the guy's a fucking square of muscle. Yeah, he and she. Yeah, and, and she and got what she wanted then as well. She yeah, she got, she got I, oh, I, oh, I guess I'm wrong. You oh, know, okay. just <laughs> stares at him like a fucking piece of flame in yawn. I'm going to start doing that to girls. I don't think your tits are big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss the days where girls works. would fall for that. <laughs> negging, yeah, the good old days of negging. <laughs> Remember when you'd be like, I bet you can't touch your knee, your elbows behind your back, and they're like, I bet I can. You're like, yeah, yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, so we have fuckable America. Santa. We got blackface Santa, buddy. What else we got? We got mushrooms. Do you ever wonder where Chris Kringle came from? No, where, dude? Chris Kringle is a is a, a mushmouth, uh, like a speech impediment version of uh, Christ. It was Martin Luther from Germany. Right. He wanted to right. take back Christmas, so take some... it back from what it really meant. He wanted to take it back from the pagan Germans. He wanted to take it back from the, the the pagan Nordics. And they're all about presents and being good just up until Christmas while there's somebody looking at you. But Chris Kringle <laughs> is a baby, is like, is like Santa as a kid. So he's like a child. So Martin Luther wanted to reform the holiday and make it more religiously conservative. And he said, we have to worship the Christ child or the Christ kinder. So in Germany, child is kinder. So Christ child, Chris kinder, Chris Kringle. So it got like... So, Anglicized. Uh, so some oh, like, you t- so some German Sam Tripoli was like, oh yeah, the Chris Kringle, and and then by the exactly. way, it went <laughs> can't even compete with his fucking accents. Yeah. By well, the that way. wasn't doing you. That wasn't an accent. That, that was me doing you. That was you doing the, the like German, guy. the guy who can't get any names right. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His, there's some version of you. Some You're ancestors. Not, you some don't Tripoli get a golden ancestor. ticket. You don't get to go to Hollywood. It, it honestly, I, I it Hollywood is the wrong restaurant. time to do to do it with Gordos here. He's the fucking king. Ed. Yeah, thank you. XG. I would love. I would love to hear Sam, Sam Tripoli. Let's I hear your Sam Tripoli. Yeah, you, can you do a Sam Tripoli? Yeah, dude. Come on. Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Next time you're on, you that's on me. Oh my, wait, wait a sec, wait a second, bro. Wow. He even got his cell phone out, man. I mean, he knows catch, I'm known for being on my cell phone a lot, Johnny. I accept who I am. Okay. Do you know what, Sam? You saying names wrong is now so famous that it's a fail that's gone so far around it's succeeded. Yes. It's endearing. Yeah, it's an endearing. Winning, trait. winning. Yeah, my evil plan yeah. is working, working. What evil is. plan yeah, is working. Plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Johnny, it's this has been a long game. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear, hear a Dark Santa here. origin story? Yes, yes Dark Santa. Yes, I'll listen to Santa stories all day. Yes, please. It's possibly the darkest one. This is this is from Russia, right? Of yeah. course, of and course. Santa in Russia is called Diet Maros, or Grandfather Freeze, Grandfather Frost. That even right? sounds bad. Yeah, Diet And he wears blue robes that have like silver stars and silver moons. Uh, so it's quite a pagan kind of Sounds like Captain symbolism. America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he has, a, he has a golden staff. And he rocks in 
wit, always with this super hot Russian <laughs> chick. Yeah, don't put that. Called Rus- super hot Russian chick called Snegarushka. Snegarushka. Excuse me, pull up pornography. He Googled that. And there's like, yeah, there's nude, like nude chicks with their asses hanging out and stuff. It's yeah, well, that's, that's how Snegarushka rocks up. She rocks up in little kind of like uh, booty shorts that have like a white fur lining, uh, big old titties. Oh, shit. No wonder um, naked chicks started popping up when I... Yeah. Oh, crap. But it's not naked naked. It's just like... Oh, the ones that I... Yeah, the ones no, that this came was out. naked. Yeah, this was like... This was like it was like put a parody. Fucking, put yeah. your safe search on, bro. Come you guys on. are all gross. This is tinfoil. We don't do I'm safe I'm embarrassed search. for all of you. <laughs> so Snegarushka, Sneg is snow in Russian. So it's like snow chick. Or like snowbird, snow snow lady, and she rocks up, and she's the one that gives her the presents because Diet Maros basically he's like an old blue coated uh, cane having uh, pimp who has this like hot um, yeah something that's a bit more traditional. The modern day snegarushkas are kind of like sexy with like whopping bangers. <laughs> like that one, and, uh, whopping bangers, dude. Oh, this one yeah. here, that's a. There's no one obeying I've Man. seen I've seen I've seen more more erotic. Okay, Here. we don't need you to get, get too rock on the show. You want to go to Santa Baby? Johnny, like, fucking... we have to figure out a way for me to see these things because I can't see them. In yeah, the that's, future. that's that's there more like that one's sexy. Okay, you guys are over there. Well, come turn it around so I can see what you're looking at. <laughs> Sam's feeling left <laughs> out. There we go. Sam there hasn't seen Sam hasn't seen anything all episode, and we start looking at chicks. Yeah, he's like, I gotta yeah, see. <laughs> He like, hasn't seen anything TV for in the studio three so I can months. See some swingers. He <laughs> hasn't said a word about it in three, three months, months that we've been in the studio. Well, he's like, wait a minute, we need a TV. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. You got your own computer. <laughs> yeah, but I want to see what everybody's looking at. So just Google sexy Santa girls. Okay, so Johnny, gives, I gives see out, it. She gives out all of the all well, the. Um, uh, uh, she gives out all of the presents, and then like Pimp Santa right. sits on his throne. Is just like Snigarushka, you give <laughs> present to that kid. Is he good kid? Is he nice boy? Okay, he yeah. get present. No can... present for cheeky fucker. Uh, <laughs> 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 they would have killed this in America. Death <laughs> Maros started off as a kidnapper. So you'll see pictures of Death Maros or Grandfather Freeze right there. Actually, if you go back up, Freeze. Grandpa, grandfather Freeze. If you go to the right, just to the right, there's like a picture with a big bag on his back. Mm. No, to the left. No, down. Oh, down. this one right there? Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a big bag. So what this motherfucker used to do was kidnap the kids. So not like in the Norse tradition, in the Dutch tradition, in the Belgian tradition, you'd have a Santa that would come and observe you uh, remotely. He'd look in the windows. He'd be peeking through keyholes. Russian Santa did a KGB style. He came to your <laughs> fucking house, took you by the head and put you in a bag and brought you to his house. Oh, and you shit. woke up and you had like the, it was like in the Americans and you had a fucking bag pu- pulled off your head and it's like shining lights. And he's like, oh okay, God. so your mom said you didn't eat all of your breakfast. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Dmitry, you've been a bold boy. You didn't do your homework. You get the bad grades. So you're fucking tight. He come out, he tie you to a chair. And he'd ransom you back to your family for food and gifts. And he'd take some of the food and gifts, like cookies and milk, and he'd leave all the rest of the gifts with you. But your family had to go and amass a small amount of wealth or a small amount of presents to give to Diet Maros to get you back. 
So every Christmas was a fucking like Liam Neeson and Taken type situation. <laughs> It's oh like my. Santa, Santa's There's ringing so up your house going, darkness with this. Cert, I have a certain set of skills. <sighs> I'm able to fly with a reindeer. <laughs> if you want your son back, I want cookies and I want milk and some carrots for Rudolph. Like that was <laughs> happening every Christmas with Dead Maros, right? Oh my so, God. I looked into it a little bit and what I've come to the conclusion uh, was Dead Maros came from a time of like harsh winters uh i don't know if you know about uh chikatilo andre chikatilo he was the the russian cannibal a great serial killer yeah one of the most serial killers from, yeah from, uh, russia he was caught in 91 yeah he was he grew up in the ukraine and the reason he was normalized into like cannibalism and into murder was because he grew up during a ukrainian famine where like you'd send your kids off to school and maybe not all of them would make it home because some family would be like, that motherfucker looks like he ate a sandwich or two and they'd put a bag over your head and then you'd be having fucking kid finger soup for lunch. So in Russia, it wasn't unheard of to be like whipping kids up and eating them. So Jet Maros was like, I'm going to take this kid. If you don't give me some food, I'm going to eat your kid. Like... Well, and it's not. It, you think it's. It sounds insane, but it's not that insane when you consider many of those cultures around Russia still, in in you know in remote places, engage in bride kidnapping, which is an, a practice where they kidnap women and take them into the hills and marry them off. I mean, that yeah, still like, goes on in like Georgia I today. Joke with Pamela Anderson by putting a bag over her head and trying to steal her. Oh but yeah, like, of course. Yeah, that shit happens. So. Yeah, this this Yetmaros, there's a version of him in Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Bosnia, Bulgaria, Croatia, Chechia, uh, Macedonia, Mongolia, Poland, Romania, Slovenia, Tajikistan, and a bunch of others. So this so, is like where, rock and roll Santa Claus, basically. Yeah, he'd fucking come, he'd Liam Neeson your kids, and you'd have to give I him like fucking this. milk and cookies to get your kids back, or else he'd eat your fucking kids. No, the rock and roll Santa would be getting the, the, the wife pregnant and just taking off, being like... Yeah. Woo! And then just get in the fucking. Well, dude, he's got a. He he said she. He's got a whole hot side. sidekick though. He's got a hot sidekick. Oh, he's a pimp. Yeah, he said he's yeah. like walking around oh, a pimp game. You look at Miss Santa Claus. And she ain't. She ain't getting pimp. She ain't hold around. No, our Miss Santa Claus yeah. got a big wide ass and, yeah, and no glasses. Okay, all right, you guys win. You guys win. This is cool, Santa. I'm in. I'm in. Man, this it's is... also the best name for Santa Claus out of all the names we've heard. I think. Yeah. What. Maros. Yeah, Jet cool. is like Jet. It's like Grandpa. So it's like Grandpa Freeze. But uh, yeah, like like a Batman. all it's these a Batman stories book. just like put together. Like, yeah. Like fucking. A little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Bam. What? what the most amazing story of all of them is the actual real story of the real St. Nicholas who okay, was who turned into it. Santa Claus. Let's hear it. So he was a fucking, he was a, he was a bishop, a Turkish bishop. We br- Santa Claus is, is a brown person, right? He was born in Pantara, and he lived his whole life in Myra, which is now modern-day southern Turkey. Uh, and he was a Greek citizen of the Byzantine Empire who had Christian parents who were very wealthy. And their pa- his parents died, left them all their gold and riches. And then his uncle, his creepy uncle, who was a, who was a bishop, uh, took over his care and forced him to become a priest. And I guess he got to go through the rituals and doing all that shit. Um, and uh, St. Nicholas was like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. Where can I go? Went on the on the crusades, on the pilgrimages to Egypt and Jerusalem. And when he came back, he's like, I've seen some shit, man. 
uh, we need to help the less fortunate because like we think we have a bad here. They're fucked over there. So he took all of his gold that his parents, uh, his family left him and he just started like banging out gold and food and setting up like uh, food distribution and soup kitchens and buying houses for for poor families and paying off mortgages so people wouldn't get turfed out on the street. He was a really decent cunt, like putting out <laughs> his family's gold, right? A real then, decent cunt. Yeah, well, that's how we say it in Ireland. And I love so, it. So this third century uh, uh, Roman emperor, uh, Diocletian, who only served for about 10 or 15 years, uh, he got too big for his boots and he demanded that everybody worship him as a god. And Nicholas, being a bishop at this point, was like, no, fuck you. The people in my town were going to live right. You're not a god. There's only one god and blah, blah, blah. He was kind of, you know, he was pretty on message with the whole Christian Christianity thing. And then when Constantine came in, Constantine wanted to reform the whole church. And he basically put the fucking hammer down on Nicholas. And he's like, you're a bishop. You're part of the, you know, the management group. And you're showing the company up. So you're in trouble now. And they put him in jail. They, they snapped him up, put him in jail for 10 years. And... Like Nicholas, uh, St. Nicholas, the man himself, was at the Council of Nicaea, the one where Constantine made up all the rules for the Catholic Church and wrote all the canon. It was like, you know, the meeting between like George Lucas and and J.J. Abrams and they're trying to figure yeah. out how to how to make Star Wars. Like this is Constantine is is George Lucas going like, OK, so the way it's supposed to be, uh, he's born of a virgin. And he took all of these like, you know, Roman, uh, pagan all of these different types of stories, like stories from the Far East, stories from China. And uh, what's really sad about St. Nicholas is that he's actually not a real saint. Uh, he died kind of in disgrace after this kind of refusal to capitulate to the Roman Catholic Church's demands. Uh, and he's not a real saint. He was never properly canonized uh, because canonization wasn't introduced to the church until the 12th century. But... He was supposed to have um, performed miracles, which included bringing uh, three boys were were caught uh, doing something shady and the villagers kicked them to death and then cut them up in bits and then put them into uh, barrels of uh, pickle brine. And St. Nicholas was supposed to have come over and bless the barrels and then the boys jumped out of the pickle brine and alive, which is weird, right? I'm sure that happened. That's Yeah, I mean... At, le at least, he, at least they had a good. Listen, dude. Feed. Here's my opinion on a lot of religious stories. Like every great storyteller, there's a lot of embellishing. Yeah. Right, a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's like this an is allegory. A... It's like telling telling the story. It's about what it means, not about what it actually happened. Dude, every comic who's ever told a story on stage, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's not completely real. Maybe I mean, ten percent of the story. The machine. Come on, man. What the fuck? Yeah, the that can't be real. <laughs> the machine. Like, 60% of it is probably real. Yeah, you know? right? And then, the, you know, yeah. I and mean, the rest it's of just... the jokes. So it's just jokes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he became the patron saint of the last children after he brought these kids back to life. He was recognized by popes, by, uh, you know, local authorities. They named streets after him. They named churches and cathedrals after him. Uh, it was like St. Nicholas Square. And, and they called him St. Nicholas, even though he wasn't properly canonized. Now, you have to remember, like, the real St. Nicholas was around in the, like, early 4th century, like 300 AD. That's how long this motherfucker is around. And we still celebrate him every December. So 
the reason we do and the reason people like name shit after him is because he did really nice stuff. Like he used to pay for everything for all the people in his village. He used to put, send out like uh, uh, carts of gold and money to like places that write him letters. So that's where you get to write letters from Santa. So they'd write to the bishop, oh, sure. Bishop Nicholas of Myra. Listen, uh, my daughter's fucking, you know, her legs fell off and we need to buy some kind of thing to drag her around the town. Yeah, no bother. There's some fucking gold coins. Oh, wow. He was sound, right? He used to leave gold coins in people's shoes. He'd go into the house for a cup of tea, just visiting. And then when they were off, like boiling the kettle or whatever, he'd throw a load of gold coins in their shoes. He also, one story, and this is probably part of the, the Christmas canon. One story, he, he went to visit a man and the man was so stressed out. His wife had died and he was having trouble. He couldn't make any money. And he had three grown up daughters and he couldn't afford the dowry to marry them away. So a dowry is like money that you have to give to a man to take your daughter away. So oh, my God, man. Can you believe that? I mean, most of the time now, the man, the father of the bride pays for the wedding. And that's the modern version of a dowry. But in, in Ireland, up until the 60s, like if you married your, the wife's family had to give you like a lump sum to buy a house or to do whatever. He had to give you a, a wipe of land or something like that. So this guy hadn't got the money to get his daughters married out. And what would happen is they wouldn't be able to get jobs because women weren't really working. So they'd have to go and be prostitutes. So in order to stop them being prostitutes, Nicholas snuck into their house at night time and he put a load of gold coins in their stockings that were drying by the window. Oh so my the God. Washing, and Nicholas put the gold coins in and when they woke up in the morning, they had enough money for a dowry so they could get married and they didn't have to become prostitutes. And that's where we get to hang the stockings on the on the mantelpiece and we get the little chocolate coins and all this kind of shit. Like that's where that, all that stuff comes from. It's so many stories all put together, right? That's like the story of the, uh, in Mexico now that I remember, you don't have Santa Claus, you have the three wise men. Oh, yeah. They, they, so instead of getting Christmas on the 25th, you get it three days later, which was technically when the wise men dropped off presidents to Mary after Jesus was born. And it comes by the same way. You leave your shoes outside and they leave you stuff in your shoes. That's more like the Mexican tradition. It's like uh, the three. I think it's a Latin American. All your Christmas gifts come in shoes? Yeah, they put everything by the shoes outside. Like he said, because they, they're not supposed to come inside because they shouldn't go inside your house. That's kind of creepy for a man to be inside your house. So you leave everything outside uh, and the gifts are outside and you just. Why don't you just run around jacking everybody's Christmas gifts? I don't, Why do you think Santa doesn't fucking come to town? He's like, I ain't going in there, man. Yeah. Those essays will fucking jack this sleigh. <laughs> Uh, dude, yeah. the drug Did cartels you know, are fucking with men. Santa. The three wise men. The three wise men came from the far corners of the world. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Didn't it? Didn't but they what? come like way later though? It was like long after. No, it was like a couple Jesus days birth, after. Right? I no. thought it was like years yeah, later. A few days, yeah. A few days later, yeah. That's why you get gifts a couple days later, and technically the wise men brought you the gifts because you were like technically you're like a kid, Jesus. Man. So wow, the, the present so of mirror. Here's here's a weird one. The present of mirror. In the Iranian language, Mitra is is um, uh, reduced to Mir, is how you say it. So do you think that maybe when the wise men are bringing gold, frankincense, and Mir, that's in the Christian tradition, that was one of the concessions that Constantine put in and said, okay, okay, we're going to have, Jesus is basically Mitra, so like, let him bring Mir and have everybody remember that it's really Mitra. It's like an under, like a, like a, a 
a tag, like a graffiti tag on the story where Mithra still gets a look in, even though it's like a Christian tale. So Something deep. like that. It's so deep, dude. It's yeah, man, there's so, so many stories deep. all put together. Apparently, and then, apparently like, the original Christmas wasn't the 25th oh, of December. Oh, it was the 6th of December, which is the day St. Nicholas actually died. And it was changed to the 25th because that's the, the Saturnalia holiday. Also, if you guys ever watched Zeitgeist, it's part of this um, harvest festival. So uh, the sun, the sun is uh, <laughs> the sun is born on the tw- the twenty second is the um, the solstice, which is the shortest day of the year, and that's the time when the sun goes down, and then three days later it rose again, which is the twenty fifth. So that's like Jesus died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again three days later. The son of God, S-O-N-S-U-N. There's this whole thing about that Christmas time, that solstice. That's like a pagan and Christian marriage of two stories. And um, St. Nicholas's body itself was also miraculous. Uh, A bunch of Dutch sailors, if you can imagine this, a bunch of Dutch sailors stole the body of of Santa Claus stole Santa's dead body from the prison and brought his dead body and bones and coffin around the world because people who would touch the bones would get healing they were curing all sorts of diseases all in the third fourth early fourth century right and they left and buried the bones in Bari in Italy and then some norm some french invaders into Italy took the bones stole the bones and went and brought them back to France. And then when the Normans invaded Ireland, they brought the bones of St. Nicholas to Ireland and the actual St. Nicholas from 1700 years ago, his bones are buried in a town in the middle of Ireland called Kilkenny. So the real bones of St. Nicholas of Myra, Santa Claus is buried in Ireland. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. Man, like some Dutch sailors brought him on tour, like fucking a weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> and had everybody rub Santa's bones to get well. They were on a fucking touch Santa ass tapping tour. <laughs> yeah. You remember after nine eleven, all the first responders were like, "We're gonna ride our bikes around the country." Yeah, you're just gonna go out and bang chicks. <laughs> That's all you're gonna do. You're gonna get patriotic ass. Johnny, Before, you look, uh, you look scared. No. No, not scared. I was just reading about this. Apparently, there's some disagreement about when the Magi arrived. Uh, some some traditions think that they were as, as many as two years after the birth of Jesus, they arrived. So. So they showed up. That's all that matters. Well, if, if they okay. showed up the next day or three days later, I mean, shit, and they were coming from that far, it would be... They I mean, had dude, to really haul ass, right? There, the there's aliens. Yeah. There's aliens no Southwest back then. It took a little time. Yeah. Ba- uh, Balthazar is one of them, and he's supposed to be like a... A religious, um, uh, how did you say, like a religious historian, and he wanted to come and see if the child was actually the Christ child. And when he came to confirm it, he was the one that brought gold, but the gold was like an offering to the future church. So he was basically from the Muslim tradition, from the, from Islam, coming to see if this was real Jesus or if it was just a prophet. And he left the gold because he judged that it was. That's a hell of a name. Those. Those Magi, are re- it's a really interesting story about what they were all about. Well, we're going to have to um, do it again at some point. I'm yeah, man. Fucking... Next Christmas. Next Christmas. Ne- Dude, next Christmas. Well, I want to get you back to talk about some Saturnina. What's it called? Saturninas? Saturnalia. 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 Yeah, whatever that is, I say how I think I want said. <laughs> Saturnalia. That's all that matters, Sam. Hey, That's all that matters. Thank you, dude. 
You're my flavor flave, bro. <laughs> You're my flavor flave. Yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, um, why don't you tell us, Gordo, where uh, tell our listeners where they can follow, find you? I got a website, thoseconspiracyguys.com. Uh, that pretty much has everything. We're on all the different social media. You'll find us, those conspiracy guys. Got the SEO, you know, real good on the conspiracy thing. It shows up first on everything. And um, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, well, it's not iTunes anymore, shit. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get them. Uh, I don't have a YouTube channel really anymore. I took down all the videos because fuck those guys. Uh, I might end up putting up clips. So we, I, I use BitChute and I use Vimeo. So BitChute has a bunch of the old documentaries, you know, that shit they used to smoke a bone and fucking fall down the rabbit hole uh, <laughs> years ago watching YouTube in the good old days when you could fucking watch documentaries back to back. Um, BitChute kind of has a lot of that content now. A lot of great creators on there making some stuff as well. And um, the episodes are like five, six, seven hours long, the big ones. How long does it take to dive. upload? They're only like 300 megabytes, not that long. The videos are pretty big. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you know, you can see there from the titles, like Jim Morrison. We did a whole thing on Jim Morrison. It's like six hours, man, telling his whole story. You're um, six hours. Wow. That's a fascinating yes. story from what I understand. I might have to check that one out. Is he, that whole thing with it's, him in Paris kind of creeps me out. I don't know. Yeah, man. He, he's he's totally not dead. He faked his death. History of the Mormons is a brilliant episode uh, talking about the whole religion and how everything works. It's, oh, God. Jimmy It's so Savile. much deeper oh. than you can imagine. Yeah, Jimmy Savile is a precursor. I'm coming up in season eight, and I'm going to be doing an Epstein and a Pizzagate episode and a deep dive. Summerton Man, that's a, a great time. one. The Summerton Man, wow. So I have a bunch of true crime episodes then as well. They're about one and a half to two hours. Uh, a lot of serial killers, a lot of weird crimes, uh, a lot of weird cases like D.B. Cooper and that the Summerton was, Man. That was one of my favorites. Um, D.B. Cooper, I, that was one of the first ones I heard, and you went deep. He tells you all the scenarios that could have happened, why it didn't happen. It's it's on point. You're wondering why it's long. It's because he t- he touches everything that could have happened, why he thinks, and if it's a conspiracy or not. And it's funny at the same time. This was always. I'm, thanks, man. I, I I'm filtering everything that I can possibly find in a book, on the internet, in documentaries. Anything that's about the topic goes into my head, and as much as I can get out, then I get out into the episode. So they're like, there's big arcs. Like I have a. I have like three episode arcs say, for the finance episodes. I have one on money. So it goes right back to the history of money, like pressed salt coins. There's a middle episode about JP Morgan. So it's like how the finance system was created um, all through the 1800s, boom and bust, uh, the creation of the Federal Reserve, the creation of the IRS, all that stuff. And then there's a whole episode on the Federal Reserve and fractional reserve banking and how the, the crash happened in 2007. So it's like a 800-year 19 hour odyssey about like money in the monetary system like huge over three episodes so it goes it kind of goes like that um if you want to jump in and listen it is a big ask for people who are used to like one and a half two hour episodes six hours is a lot but it goes quick and there's lots of stuff in there to get your teeth into Um, that's why you're killing it dude that's why you're killing it it because you, you know what i've learned there's never enough content yeah there's never enough, and I'm, I'm I'm getting as much as if I've done an episode on it, it's as much as I can find on the internet, and as much as I can find, but like three hundred tabs open, doing deep dive searches, like reading books, going on like downloading PDFs of books and reading them, making up highlights and all this stuff. Like two hundred hours goes into each episode between research, recording, and and editing, 
and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of content. Really and dig your logo. Still by more. The way. Really dig there's your logo, more. dude. Where'd you get your logo? I love that logo. I, it's I, actually, where'd you get it? No, it's, it's, I was it's told, just a, a sick logo, man. I was told by a designer friend of mine that a triangle is the most aesthetically pleasing and the most interest-inducing in the human brain. You look at a triangle and you look at the center of a triangle uh, more than any other shape, and you think it would be a circle. Do you know? Yeah, triangle apparently yeah. evokes that sort of thing. So I wanted to make a a brain, an Illuminati type brain that's kind of when you look into the void, the void looks into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also like a third eye type thing. Totally. And uh, there's three presenters on the show as well. So it's like a triangle oh, of right. conversation. I'm just glad to hear you thought about it that much. That that pleases me that you spent some time thinking about it because I, 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 li- I like it. It's cool. Yeah, it means something. It's not just like an arbitrary symbol. A lot of people have come to me and said, uh, "You know, man, you're throwing up bad vibes there. That's like a, a pay, that's like a, a weird satanic symbol, and you shouldn't have like eyes and you shouldn't have triangles." And I'm like, "Oh, it's a fucking gross." It's just and like for the stop first, being children. I thought it was a pink shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have those. I was like, "No, it's a brain," but you know, stop being. It could be children. either. Stop could be either. being kids. Okay, stop being children. Use your head. Have <laughs> some fucking ability to take a joke. Uh, he is Gordon Rothford. We love him so much, Gordo Rothford. Uh, he's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. Uh, he is always welcome on our show all the time, every time. We got to do this again very quickly, dude. We might have to make this a once a month thing, dude. Where we just I, I, I think I think swap casting is the way to, the best way to, to spread the word, and uh, I think our audiences now since the first time I appeared on your show back in episode four could be two and a half years. I think I've been on like this number seven, yeah. And uh, our audiences definitely intersect. I get a lot of a lot of messages saying I found you through Sam, um, and like I'm I'm pointing people towards your show too. So I'm going to be putting this up on my feed as well when you have it up on yours. Done. And hopefully we can we can cross pollinate the uh, you know cross the streams. Um, there's a community that needs to support each other out here talking about this shit. It's not like it was back in the good old days. Like we started the show in 2014 when you know you could run around with your dick in your hand. <laughs> now it's uh, very tightly controlled, censored, monitored, um, and and I think like in, what what informational judiciary is out there saying your fucking Instagram posts might come from a, a unreliable source. How how can I fake a picture of my arsehole? Like it's my <laughs> fucking arsehole. Do you know what I mean? What I choose to put on Instagram is my own choice, right? Yeah. So you have people who are the arbiters of the taste of information. I don't think that should be the case. I think people sharing stuff on sites that are not mainstream, going onto minds.com, gab, uh, making a Discord, going onto the subreddit. Sam has a subreddit. I have one. And share links. Talk to people one on one. Um, because you're not going to be able to find that shit by accident. You're not going to be able to put on a YouTube playlist and let it go on into the middle of the night like you used to be able to and, and be like discover fucking new information. That doesn't happen anymore. Yep, they're they killing themselves, dude. They're killing yeah. themselves. But we, we're like, it's like, it's like they designed the car and then they made all the roads and we all bought cars and now they just took the roads away. You're like, no, nah, man, we're going to fucking drive someplace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude, that was a great analogy. Yep. Uh, Gordo, I love you to death. You're, I mean, love you. The peace is not the death. I want you to have uh, thanks for doing our Christmas special. 
Uh, this has me, been great. I, I mean, hope, we got, I hope we got mushrooms, into it. Hitler, Christmas, you name it. This is the greatest Christmas extravaganza everywhere ever done in the history of ever time. Okay? Johnny, final words? Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, Johnny XG. Feliz Navidad. All right, dude. <laughs> guys, have a great uh, holiday season. We love you guys very much. Thank you for the support. We work hard here all the time. It's not a perfect presentation, but just know it's done with love, and it's always trying to grow. We know it's not perfect. We know I butcher words. We know we gave you a over a two-hour show because we care and we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is, the, I think, the final show of the year, right? I believe so. Yeah, war is over if you want it. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. We love you very much. Some big announcements are coming, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Love yourself. Love your family. You had a great year. You made it to 2020. 2020 is going to be your year. Listen, it's assimilation. If you're always looking for negative, you only find negative. Every night. Every night. Write down all the things you did well. Okay? Focus on that. In the morning, write down everything that you want to happen. Make a list of goals you have every day and look at that list. I'm telling you, you'll be amazed in a year how many things on that list have happened. Okay? 2020 is your year. It's going to happen. If you're in a place you don't like, you can change that. Is it going to happen overnight? No. But I guarantee you, in a year, your life can be 180. We can do it, dude. I've done it. These guys can, have done it. Gordo's done it. We can all do it. Just get out of your own way. Stop thinking you can't do it or it doesn't happen to you. It does. People had less, got more. Okay? Just focus on the positive. The new year's the new year. We're going to get out of our own way and we're going to start fucking kicking ass. If some bad happens, it's on to the next one. We don't celebrate our victories too much. We don't fucking wallow in our defeats too long. Okay? On to the next one. Positive energy, dude. I'm telling you, if you spend every day and you do three things for somebody else in this world without expecting anything re- back, I'm going to tell you it's going to change your life, man. You're a good person. If you listen to this show, you want change. Be the change in the world you want. It starts with you. Keep it simple. Keep it positive, okay? So every morning we're going to write down fucking what we want to happen in our life. And every night we're going to look back and think of all the good things we did, okay? And then we're going to help three people every day without expecting anything in return. You start doing that, your world's going to change, okay? You want change in your life, you got to know where you go, right? You don't just get in your car and drive. You know exactly where you're going. You need to do that with your goals in life. We're going to start kicking ass. We're going to start rocking. You're part of the swarm, and I want you to be happy because assimilation is very easy to manipulate. You just have to do it yourself. You don't need anybody else. You need you and positive energy, all right? I love you guys very much. The 2019 was an insane year. I didn't think it would go this well, but it went. And how'd it go? Hard work, honesty, and fucking treating people well. Trying to make the world a better place. Thinking locally, act, thinking globally, acting locally. You guys are the best. I love you guys very much. Have a great Christmas and a very, very happy new year. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.